Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 301 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. And Scott, joining us tonight is a very special guest to us. This man started the original Toy Spotting Twitter and has a little bit of a hand in generating the show and making us think hey this is possible jeff schiller jeff how are you doing man good man good thanks for having me on man first time in 300 episodes i'm excited i know i know (laughs) i'll get into uh, my story of how you actually had a little hand in spawning this podcast but what i want you to do is i want you to get your plugs out of the way um all right sounds good right now i have a, a kickstarter going on for a comic book i'm doing called magic powder for the very first issue um i funded it already like the, all the digital art and everything but we're trying to get it printed in physical form so the goal was sixteen hundred dollars we already reached that so we have 10 days left um we're at two thousand sixty five dollars and 108 backers but the thing is if we get to four thousand dollars then everybody gets issue number two also for free oh. so we're trying to reach that stretch goal you know so and i say it like the last week um everybody who already follows my project on kickstarter Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll get like an email or whatever so that's like 140 people that haven't backed yet that have like asked for the notification so that, those 140 people will help and then you know whoever else uh, like hopefully you know some of the guys that watch this or some of the ladies whatever you know <laughs> nice so yeah anybody who's looking for a cool comic book check it out magic powder on kickstarter well why don't you go into it what's the comic book about um so basically the way i pitch it to a lot of people it was originally i was telling everybody it's like lord of the rings meets uh the wire but then i was like it's more like dungeons and dragons meets the wire because so, like the, you know what i mean because like lord of the rings that, that's more of like a epic you know medieval fantasy and that's not what this is this is more like a crime tale with those kinds of characters like there's a lot of orcs and god there's no human beings uh but there's dwarves goblins orcs uh gorgons you know like medusa stuff like that uh there'll be a minotaur that's a hitman there'll be all kinds of crazy stuff but um overall it's just about uh right now it's about the first like um arc i would say is about this guy that's a librarian in a totally different part of the world who's just like kind of bored. And so he he sees himself as like an elf that's supposed to be great, but he has never done anything great. So in his mind, he wants to take over the drug game. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> almost like almost like a Heisenberg-esque kind of run, you know what I mean? Like a Breaking Bad situation, you know? Like it's just some bored-ass nerd that thinks he's a gangster. And then uh, he's going to find out what time it really is, you know? So, <laughs> And how many pages is the first comic? The first issue is going to be 20 uh, pages. Uh, I got the 16th page from my artist the other day. So he's wrapping that up. We'll probably be done the first week of November, the digital, uh, maybe the second week, depending on when he finishes the art and stuff. But yeah, by then the digital uh, issue will release. So even though everybody won't get their physical copy right away, they will get their digital copies. So that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then, you know, even if we fund the second issue, he's still got to draw it and everything like that. So that's not going to come right away, but that'll be cool. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah. Are any of the aliens wrestling fans out of curiosity? 
Uh, yeah, well, they're not aliens because they're all from the planet they live on or whatever. You know, there's no, you know, reality that we know about there. So, but as far as the creatures themselves, yeah, there's definitely um, some gladiator mixed with professional wrestling-esque sport going on. You know what I mean? It's a little underground because like the um, the elves that control the world are kind of like, you know, promoting, a, you know, peace or whatever. Even right. though it's, you know, but the actual like Fez is uh, outside of that law. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, there's a like it's like almost like cockfighting for you know those kinds of people, but yeah, there's, there'll be a lot of wrestling moves inspired in those fights and whatnot. You know, sounds and awesome. Also, the, the city itself is called Fez after Luthez. You know, that's the biggest wrestling reference. Ah, yeah. I like it. I like what yeah. you did there, man. I like what you did there. Yeah, like and that's one of those ones. Like it's just a cool name. He's a you know classic wrestler. You're not gonna hear any me too stories about him, so that's always good. And then uh, yeah, so you know, I, I just figured like yeah, and, when, and like you know, even with you guys, no, you know, I said the name and no one like even thinks about it like instantly as a wrestling name. So that's the guy. It's just like a little slide in there. So I like it. I don't know. Nice, <laughs> nice. man. So yeah. where'd you get the idea for it? Uh, the name I got the idea. I was reading the book Hooker, which is about Luthez. Um, but the actual story, I was I don't know. It's just kind of everything I'm interested in all thrown into like one big pile. I was like, what could I? make that's like i don't know i don't know about mainstream but something that would be cool like almost like when mortal kombat came out and it had like the terminator and all those things mixed together john claude van damme a bunch of cool ninjas you know what i mean it just became this big huge hit so i was like um what could i mix up that would be like a big hit you know what i mean i thought this might be it so i was like all the i was watching the show gamora have you ever guys heard of that Mm-mm, i haven't seen that one okay so gamora is a show in italy and it's about four seasons in the fifth season starting now and um it's about basically uh just like a crime like the italian mafia basically and so it's kind of more like the wire than the sopranos in italy and so then seeing like you know all these crazy guys fighting over basically the projects of italy and then it's built on top of like ancient rome you know what i mean so that kind of inspired like the whole idea to me i'm like why you know what i mean like there's this beautiful world and it ain't there no more it's all crumbling and all this stuff so yeah that's (laughs) kind of what inspired it nice man nice i do want to go back to around 2014 2015 okay. you started a twitter page called toy spotting how did you come up with that toy spotting came to me oof, yeah like you said it's like 2014 maybe the end of 2013 i think it was around christmas november time uh-huh. uh, me and my girlfriend at the time we were out at walmart shopping for our groceries back when walmart's were all 24 hours still so it was like two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and we're hanging out you know just shopping or whatever then she's like you want to go look at toys i was like all right why not you know and uh i had gotten her hooked on wrestling wwe network was popping off around that time mm-hmm. so she was getting real hooked on like I, I better watch like all the ecw stuff first basically <laughs> then, yeah then she just kind of started getting hooked on wrestling so we go over to the toy section they had some daniel bryan figures she's like oh if you were gonna get one which one would you get and i'm like i don't even know so then she just grabbed them both and like well, we'll get them both and that was it that was the beginning of collecting wrestling figures again <laughs> like, because like man as a kid i was oof. yeah i had so many wrestling figures it's ridiculous not like a, like like how you guys have it on the wall or nothing but like just you know anytime my dad would buy me a toy you know rip a girl open i'll get loose you know I me mean? <laughs> yeah. now where did you start collecting wrestling figures like in my life yeah hasbro's ljn's the, yeah i was gonna say the very earliest toy memory i have is like so we moved to Las Vegas in 1989 and like when we fly out here, we go to see my uncle or whatever, like directly from the airport. And I remember the whole time I'm asking my dad when he's going to take me to Toys R Us to get the big boss man because I wanted the Hasbro big boss man at the time. Uh-huh. So I was three years old. So, yeah, I was already collecting them by then. And he had some LJNs from whenever. I don't know. So I have LJNs, but yeah, like I have, you know, they got like marker head, like marks on like Hulk Hogan's eye and stuff. But I, so I don't think they were mine originally, but I do have those. But yeah, originally Hasbro was my first 
foyer into the biz. So the reason I said that you kind of helped spawn this podcast is because of that Twitter page. Okay. So Scott and I, well, I should say, I've always wanted to start a podcast. Scott and I did this little sports thing that didn't go anywhere. We also did, um, we also did a lost podcast where we talked wrestling, but it just didn't, you know, oh, I thought you were going to say lost. I was like, lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually was lost. Cause we have no idea where it was and it, it wasn't the best. Anyways. Um, I was following the toy spotting. I communicated with you quite a bit back in 2015 and I always wanted to start a podcast. Well, one of the things was, is I noticed from you and the toy spotting page that there was a community for wrestling figure fans. And that's kind of where the kind of the genesis of this started. Then it spawned into, you know what? I could do a podcast. What can I talk about? That's different than everybody else wrestling figures. So yours is kind of like the nucleus. It's the genesis of how this podcast came to where it is right now. So in kind of in a long roundabout way, we thank you, man. For sure. Hey, man. I mean, I knew you guys were part of the whole Toy Spot and gimmick, you know what I mean? So when you guys started yours up and everything, you know what I mean? I've seen it happening and stuff. So I don't know if I ever, like, you know, felt like it was my credit or anything like that, but I definitely, you know, watched it happen and all that. Oh, so absolutely. absolutely, man. But yeah. I mean, it was just, if, if I would have never seen that there was a community of wrestling figure fans from your Twitter page, I would have probably never thought of wrestling figures. And it's funny because, like, to me, what happened was I seen that guy was at Grimm's Toy Show, you know? Yep. And uh, he's another Jersey guy, whatever. But he's just like, I don't know. If I had a kid, I wouldn't want him watching that stuff. So I was like, you know, I want to make some toy videos, too. But, you know, not like him. So I just kind of did it. And I, it was kind of more, I guess, even more mature, too, because more like people our age it was more to attract them. So he was definitely more for kids, even though he was saying outrageous stuff kids shouldn't even hear. But, uh, yeah, I was more just kind of like, you know, how you guys do your podcast, like, you know, just talking to people. I did a couple of weird videos. Like I took a uh, Lex Luger down to the strip one time, like real early. That was the second toy spotting video I think I ever did. And uh, <laughs> like my friend Matt at the time, my roommate, he took me down and like, I sh- like filled it as if like, you know, uh, Lex Luger was driving around the strip and I was just cracking jokes. <laughs> I used to be on a, a podcast called like straight shoot or whatever, or straight shoot retro. And I would make fun of Lex Luger all the time. <laughs> like I, I said you know the hashtag was like worse than luger nothing's worse than luger uh, and, and then obviously there are worse wrestlers than like luger but none that got the pushes he got so like, yeah i was like laughing anytime i could find a gif of him just like absolutely bombing whatever you know botching the shit out of something like oh man. i was hard on like luger and then obviously you know i don't you know i don't even get into his personal life or anything like that but yeah he was the, like when he joined the nwo that's the official moment it's not being cool like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, you know, four horsemen, probably the same exact thing. I wasn't around when that happened, but I imagine everyone was like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> you know, the second he's like, oh, Wolfpack, Wolfpack. Like, yeah, oh, you can't be throwing up Wolfpack. Like, yeah, that ain't, that ain't for you, Lex. Uh, yeah. And even Sting kind of wasn't great for a bad guy, NWO guy. But yeah, Lex looking just, yeah, so whatever. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I loved uh, making jokes. But yeah, Grimm's Toy Show inspired me that way. Where it's like I seen there was wrestling figure fans, so yeah, that's just kind of got me into it. And I was doing the straight shoot stuff, so I was like, "What am I gonna do?" You know, sideways. So I did the toy stuff, and that got me to go to WrestleMania a couple times, stuff like that. So it was cool. It was fun while I was la- it lasted, but just WWE in general, I kind of like really did not want to support it anymore. And AEW wasn't really around yet, especially with toys. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Is that when you kind of fell out of toys and stuff? Yeah, mostly. Like once the Saudi Arabia shows started happening, I was pretty much done with WWE. I think uh, Rangers just took the lead. Uh, yeah, so I was pretty much. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I see. It's, I see, it's uh, fate that I quit at that time. And isn't today like a Saudi Arabia show? I seen people posting about it earlier. So literally anyway, today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah literally. So, uh, 
I went to the first double or nothing in Vegas for AEW. And uh-huh. that was fun. That was a great time. And I, and I even I remember like making jokes like, oh, Rhodes versus Rhodes, like Cody's up his own ass, blah, blah, blah. And that ended up being the best match of the night and all that. Yep. So it was incredible. Yeah. 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 The blood and everything. It was great. It was really great. And so, you know, I'm always hard on Cody Rhodes, but obviously he, he pulls it off more than he doesn't pull it off. Is despite the tattoo or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So overall and wrestling. So I fell out of wrestling just kind of overall. And um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of got back into it when CM Punk and Daniel Bryan said they were coming back. I was like, all right, well, I'm down. Everybody knows where they can find our shows on the Podbean. They can send us any questions or anything else on fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. But what I want to do right now, I want to ask Jeff, have you done any with, toy spotting? With two S, by the way. Yeah, to, Jeff. Yeah, that's, they, that's how you can differentiate it. Yes. <laughs> have you done any toy spotting kind, sir? Uh, like recently, you mean? Yep. Yeah, like uh, it kind of was a bummer, actually, to go to toy spotting now. Um, I went to Walmart. I did a bunch of targets. I was looking for, uh, the ultimate Randy Savage, which I ended up not finding. So I had to order it, um, from Amazon, but I still got a good deal on it. But, uh, yeah, I did some toy spotting. I had to wear a mask. You know what I mean? Everyone has to wear masks at Walmart and stuff right now. So it's just kind of uncomfortable and stuff. So I wasn't really having fun doing that. I did a toy spotting like um, on ringside collectibles. And I just kind of like filmed my screen while I did that. And I posted it on my YouTube, you know, just <laughs> like as like, hey, I'm in toy spot again. But then I watched that uh, Dark Side of the Ring about uh, the plane, you know, flight and all that from hell or whatever they call it. Yep. And uh, Rob Van Dam was talking about how everybody was basically roofing people and doing things to them. And I was like, I don't even want to know who he's talking about, if he's even including himself in that. And I was like, I just like ruined the whole idea of it when I'm like looking at the toys. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, again, man. Like, I don't know. It just really bummed me out. It's kind of like the reality kind of sets in. Oh, it totally does. Yeah, every time. And as you get older, it just becomes even more like what is, you know, because that's someone who would, I can't even imagine allowing somebody to do that in front of me. Like, and these dudes are all like, yeah, we do it all the time. All these people like whatever. Even <laughs> on that plane ride, they were like, we roofied Scott Hall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just nuts. So, yeah, I don't know. Wrestler is like, you know. It's fun to watch wrestling and stuff like that. But yeah, as far as like, I can't, I don't want them on my walls anymore. You know, I don't know. Certain, you know, I got, I got Daniel Bryan over there, I guess, but. So, so yeah. are you collecting anything else outside of wrestling? Bowling balls at this time. I feel like uh, <laughs> I started to collect bowling balls the last couple of months, but that's just because I'm trying to like find ones I like, but no, not really. Cause like, I'm more of a, like a minimalist. And that's the thing about toy spotting. That was hard too. Cause like, man, I would get all these toys. I'm like, why do I have four Fusos? Like that's unnecessary. They're basics. I'm like, I can't, I don't even use basics. Like, yeah. I'm like, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. So yeah, I don't collect much. I collect, uh, what do I collect? I'm trying to think. I collect, um, you know, f- things on like, you know, like songs, like, like things on my iPod, things like that. You know what I mean? More digital stuff. So comics, I collect uh, comics for my tablet, stuff like that. But yeah, nothing really physical. Have you watched uh, values over the last few years, Jeff, at all? Have you seen how it's been like crazy with like wrestling figures and pretty much all collectibles, like even over like the last three years, the spike has just been insane. Have you been watching that at all? A little bit. Yeah, man. Cause like, uh, you know, when I, I think you guys even seen some of the tweets, but I didn't know there was like a Ron Simmons NWA championship figure. I didn't know there was the Eddie Guerrero cruiserweight with the freaking singlet. Like, you know, so I looked at those and they, yeah, they're like 60 bucks instead of, you know, that's just like triple retail i guess but um yeah so and then you go looking back at like the rvds like back in the series i was collecting and stuff like that or freaking boss man or lod and yeah they're all going crazy crush like yeah they're going up and so it's like yeah i've noticed it a little bit but then it's like you know i know if i was somebody that tried to like capitalize on it or something you know first of all like i don't know it's such a tedious thing to sell toys through everything and all that stuff but then you know i don't want to be a scalper you know what i mean like i was never in it for the money as far as that goes so but yeah, as far as like, if you want to get a guy, you better buy him at retail because they're going up. 
So does that act as a deterrent to you at all to see the values going where they are now? And you know that there's competition at the stores. If you were thinking about dipping your toes back into the collecting world, do you think that the idea of the value skyrocketing and all the competition at stores, would that be a deterrent for you? Uh, I mean, it should be. <laughs> but I think like if with my enjoyment of it, I could always figure out a way to get around it in my mind, you know? So no, that's yeah. not really what pushed me away because it's still not that crazy. Like when you think about like, the things I do buy, like a camera costs how many, you know what I mean? Like I buy a nice yeah. camera, it's like freaking yeah. four G's, you know? So yeah, I don't know. And I'll make money back off the camera theoretically, but with toy spotting, if I really like pushed it or whatever, and I kept the toy, I could have monetized that too, probably. So I don't know. It's just, yeah. So, I mean, it's not crazy enough to scare you, but if you're a person who doesn't have any disposable income, you should not be buying these freaking expensive. Totally toys. agree. And yes. we got a lot of friends that, you know, have that problem i think so you know that's kind of a bummer sometimes and they have to sell like i've been at the point where i had to sell off my collection you know what i mean yeah so it is what it is i know how it goes so it, 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 it is what it is but i a lot of my collection i got gifted to me and things like that so i can't really complain i, I feel bad even that i did sell a lot of stuff but it's like yeah man before i got back into like regular life because i was having seizures when toy spotting started i i couldn't work i was having seizures for the first time in my life and so um, that's kind of why I had to start a YouTube channel and stuff like that. I was like, oh, maybe this is a way to make money, you know? And um, yeah, so then I, I, I don't have seizures anymore. I haven't had them in like three, four years. But for that's those awesome, four, dude. Yeah, Glad to hear yeah. that. No, it's great. And it's like, but it, like when I started having them, I didn't even believe I had them. Like my girlfriend at the time was like, no, you you need to go in an ambulance. And uh, yeah, and eventually, you know, I got all that taken care of. But like, yeah, it was a mess. So a lot of the toy stuff would happen like, in between that kind of crap so I was like yeah my mind wasn't even fully there all the time and stuff like that so I don't know it was just kind of something to keep me busy because I couldn't even write back then like I could I didn't write no screenplays nothing the entire time I was having seizures so yeah the only thing I really did creatively was make YouTube videos and I don't even know how I pulled that off honestly but it's cool and but like what I was going to say is like so trying to get back into like regular life and stuff after quitting like doing the toys playing like I used a lot of the toys to like make money and stuff so it's like, I almost feel bad a lot of the ways, like I sold the toys and stuff because they were gifts and stuff. So I'm not sorry to everybody that I did sell the toy that they hooked me up with. So but you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, that would be me also. I hooked you up with a couple of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but. Oh yeah, I remember. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, like, yeah, no, those are the cool, like wrestling figure ones. Like, yeah, I love those. And like, yeah, and it bones me out too. Like I go back and I'm like, I don't have this anymore. I look at my old pictures. And I'm like, what did I even get for it? You know what I mean? Was it worth it? Like, I don't even know, man. <laughs> it's all it good. Me out, dude. Yeah. No, man, I appreciate you even ever starting to the toy spotting Twitter page, because as I said, man, this is one of those things that like, I, I would not have known how big of a figure community there was if it wasn't for that Twitter page that I was following. So it, I, I kind of thank you because of that that helped Scott and I get on the toys that made us, you know, that helped us, you know, get to the 300 and just do the crazy stuff that we've done. And so this is a thank you, you know, to you. Oh, huge. We're 300 episodes deep and we're still using toy spotting literally every single week. I stole that from you. I'm sorry, man. Hey, no, it, it was, it was made for everybody. You know what I mean? I just like that. You know, people use it. The whole idea of it was for people to use it. Like that was the idea. You know what I mean? I don't own it or nothing. Yeah. So like, yeah, I might've been the one that like popularized it or whatever, but like my whole thing was like people toy spot. And then I retweeted cause I wanted to see toys. Like that was, I was having fun with it. You know, I'll sit at home, like, let's go. And that's how I didn't know how you kept up with everybody's post. I mean, literally yeah, I would get responses like that. That was fast. That was, you know, it was like, I had nothing else going on. Tweet decks faster, I guess, than Twitter. So I use tweet deck. So, and I'm on a desktop usually or a laptop, not on my phone. Gotcha. That's probably why. So Jeff, a quick question. You said that the Daniel Bryan figures got you kind of back into the wrestling figures, mm. but now you're out of the game. 
Yeah, I mean, I have, you know, some toys over here. I have, like, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon and the new uh, Rick Rude Chase and stuff. I have a few. I don't know if I'm going to get any more. You know, like I said, I got the ultimate uh, Macho Man. So, but why? What, were we, what, was, what was the question? <laughs> Did I interrupt the question? <laughs> no, uh, you were actually kind of leading into it. I'm just kind of curious if there was a figure or a series of figures that could get released that would spark that interest again that would have you hot and heavy into wrestling figures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if they started any kind of, like, offshoot of what Stackdown was, like that's as a kid, like I wanted something like that. And then when those came out, there were so many too. And like I would they go to Toys awesome. Us and there was a giant box of 20 I didn't even know existed that were exclusive yeah. to that. Oh, I was so excited. And then Kmart had those NWO three pack. That was the coolest thing I ever found that I didn't know existed. Uh, someone from England sent me that Macho Man two pack that no one else has. Like, man, I was lucky that I was doing toy spotting. Um, yeah, but if Stackdown or AEW somehow pulled that off, like, oof. but I think that company like went out of business. I don't even know what happened. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that was kind of toys. I like those mini figures that, like, are articulated a lot. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Jax ones that look like little miniature G.I. Joes? Oh, uh, you didn't like those, No, because they have no articulation. You know what I'm saying? So they're just kind of like this. The, the building brawls you're talking about, Jeff? I'm talking about the building brawls. Wait, which one? I'm, I'm thinking of the grudge match ones I'm thinking of. Oh, no, no. We'll get to those in a second. No, but different. No, even different grudge match ones than those ones. Like, uh, there was, like, a Ruthless Aggression era. They tried to, like, do a grudge match series. And it was just like, yeah, like Billy Gunn would be like this. And, you you know, that's all he can move, you know. And he was real plastic. He wasn't rubbery, so he couldn't move the limbs. So I was talking more about the G.I. Joe looking ones. They were, Scott, thank you. It was the Builder Brawls. Uh, you'll have to Google it when you get a chance. Yeah. But they were like, they had a lot of articulation to them. And they made such a wide range of figures. I mean, as, as Scott was talking about, a lot of the G.I. Joe collectors were going after the Sergeant Slaughter for the Yeah, because he was in scale. It was like was three and three quarter, four inch in size. Yep, exactly. While Jeff looks those up, Scott, have you done any toy spotting? <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm saving up because tomorrow is the Hasbro Pulse event. And oh, yes. they're going to be putting that Zartan figure up for sale. And I don't know what other classifieds are going up. So my budget has literally been frozen for the new Joe announcements. So I looked up these building bros. So they look pretty much just like Jack. That's Nah, yeah, I had no idea these things even existed. So that's yeah, and it was cool, neat because they had like current roster, they had legends. It was pretty sweet. Loved little figure. I don't know what it is about. Like, I think it was like I was in school. There was a WCW pen, and it had Goldberg and the Giant on top of it, and like you could make them wrestle kind of. And I would break, I broke them off because like their legs were pinned to it or whatever. So I would take them off, and I had like two little <laughs> dope little figures like that. And I don't know what it was. I, I could play with them in school. I don't know, but I loved having the little figures and that. So when I seen those stack downs, man, forget it. And they remind me of Fire Pro kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever played Fire Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. like those graphics, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, it's not a perfect like, like the Mattel figures look just like the guys. Like Stackdown isn't going to be that, you know what I mean? But it looks just goofy enough, but perfect. You know what I mean? I don't know. I love so it. you mentioned the smaller scale figures. Did you have those Hasbro ones that came out? Mm-mm. No, I didn't even. Oh, like the, they were like the ones. Uh, yeah, they were, there was like no posability on them at all, but they were like super small and there was a little ring you could get with them. I think they made like 12 to 14 figures total. I didn't know those the thing until like, you know, toy spotting basically. Like as a kid, I had no gotcha. idea about those. Otherwise I probably maybe would have had them. At that time I was collecting the Hasbros themselves, you know, so heavily like, yeah. and then I, you know, I had X-Men on back then and freaking, oh, yeah. like you said, oh, yeah. G, you know, G.I. Joe was always a big one and man, I collected so toys were huge. Ghostbusters, the Police Academy cartoon toys. <laughs> Like, yeah. oh I man you know, to get crazy man <laughs> the academy like house with the jail they like you swung open oh. and, stuff. and so i had that next to my ghostbusters house and then my storage got robbed like when we were kids and that was the end of all my toys dude and then oh, oh no that is heartbreaking the only figures i still have are my wrestling figures because i had them with me so 
Oh, yeah, that's man. how much I like the wrestling figures. But yeah, man, uh, it sucks when you think about it. But it was so cool. The Ninja Turtle play set that was like a sewer underneath and it was a street, you know? Yep. The, yeah, that's oh, the one man, I forgot to mention. Awesome. Ninja Turtles are the best, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said earlier, like, yeah, the wrestling crosser. Uh, forget about it. So, Scott, what else are you in for on the Hasbro Pulse event? That's it. It's literally just G.I. Joe. I'm not doing Transformers, no Star Wars, no Marvel. It is literally just G.I. Joe because I'm expecting at least, well, Zartan for sure. That's going to be like a $40 figure. And then at least two or three classifieds are going to get announced, I'm sure. Going to pre-orders for them. So, yeah, the toy spotting budget is literally on freeze until that has proposal tomorrow, which I think is one o'clock Pacific. It, it blows my mind. Like every single like thing you just mentioned, like Marvel toys, the Transformers, like all of those have like the best toys they've ever had. So it's like, yeah, I feel bad as parents right now. Like, oh, my God. And kids don't even really play with toys. So I guess we're the ones that buy them. Like our generation is the one that plays with them. Because like, yeah, I buy a little kid a toy for like my nieces or nephews or my friend's kids. And like 10 minutes later, they're over. They're back on their phone. You know what I mean? They don't care about yep. it. Like they don't want to play with toys. So, yeah, it's not about toys anymore. Nah, yeah. It's and it's us style. that are doing the collecting. So when Toys R Us went out of business in our country anyway, like I knew we were screwed. I was like, man, that's not. And like I had already stopped doing toys probably for like a year at that point. But. I couldn't believe it. I was like, Toys R Us, like, I, I, you can't take your kid to Toys R Us. Like, that, that's sad. Yeah, that blew my mind. tragic. Yeah, it is, man. To me, it is. Like, as a little kid, that was it. really it. is. That was, like, my shit. Like, oh, we're going to Toys R Us? And, that like, was yeah, it. Yep. I haven't gotten anything. Oh, actually, I do want to thank uh, Keith Brockus Scott. I want to thank oh, yeah. him. He had an extra Warlord. He said, do you want an extra Warlord? I said, yeah. So I was looking for one to open. And he goes, I'll send you this one loose. I was like, all right. That's Perfect. why he asked, yep. so it's easier to ship. Yeah, that's the real yep. 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 That's smart. Yep. It's not a And somebody thing. else opened it for you, Jeff. You didn't have to do it yourself. <laughs> I didn't have to do it to myself. Why? So you I... feel bad when you rip them, huh? <laughs> oh, dude, like if you look, you know, when you look behind me, man, I've got oh, yeah. all, all the autos stuff, and everything, man. All this stuff carted, you know that, man. <laughs> oh, totally. No, and that's the thing. Like, to me, you know, they look so cool carted. Like, that's the thing. Like, they do look way better. Like, but, you know, you can't take cool pictures with them when they're in. The... Well, I mean, you could take some cool pictures, but you can't get them out and, you know, make moves and stuff. And that's, I had so much fun doing that with them, even when I was like doing the toy spotting, like, oh, I'd do a match and people would pick, you know, who'd be in it or whatever. Like that shit was fun. And that's why Jeff and I love it because being mint on card collectors, we don't get to enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah. So seeing you guys put that stuff together, it's just awesome. Yeah, totally brightens people, the timeline on social media. Some people take it to like a level beyond too. Cause like I had like my, my fake crowd on like the board or whatever, just like have friends and stuff on it. But man, some people like, you know, they'll buy figures that are $50 just to yes. put in their crowd and stuff. And I'm like, yep. yo, that's uh, like we said, it ain't cheap to be a toy fan. So that's right. Yeah, that's dedication. Especially nowadays with, with all the cargo ships out in the sea, you know? <laughs> yeah, yo, right. <laughs> and that's the stuff. They hit you up on Kickstarter about that too. Like, oh, be weary of like, you know, uh, you know, f- actually fulfilling your campaign because of all these like shortages and blah, 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 which is why I don't have um, international shipping as an option on mine. So if you're an international uh-huh. fan, it's only digital right now, but um, I will have international shipping for the comic eventually. So if anyone's out there wondering about that, because yeah, man, that's a real thing right now. People are worried about it, even if it's a joke, you know, we don't even know, but if, whatever the situation is, it's not, it's not making things cheaper <laughs> either way. No. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and Jeff, you know what? We might've forgotten to ask this. I don't remember if you mentioned it or not, but where can people go? to support the uh, Kickstarter. Okay, so you can go, obviously, just to kickstarter.com and type in Magic Powder. Um, you can type in, uh, I'm at Jeff Schiller on Twitter. The link is all over the place. It's pinned there. It's on my bio. Um, you can go to jeffschiller.art, uh, that website. It's right there. It's the number one thing on the, the thing. That's like my portfolio or whatever. There's a cool Reservoir Dogs toy picture on there if anyone wants to see that. 
nice like, yeah it's like you know and that's another one with like little mini figures that i didn't know existed you know i found them on ebay whatever <laughs> love mini figures uh even now like um my friend uh kevin who is a big toy spotting guy he might even watch your guys show because you know he's a wrestling figure guy um he uh he hooked me up with some stack downs because he worked at kmart when they were doing the um or not kmart he worked at one of those stores i don't remember which one cvs Walgreens, i don't know but when they were doing the mini figure like mystery bags so he, he, yep. he hooked me up with like a whole package of them like, so that was cool. So I have the, like Daniel Bryan again, Jake, the snake again. Like I still had some leftover. Like I still have my LOD and my macho man and stuff like that. The ones that were super hard to get. Some reason nice. I didn't keep my Kevin Nash. I don't know what the fuck I was. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know what I was doing. Like who, was I doing? <laughs> who took like, the Kevin Nash? Nash? Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. Like, I don't even know, man. But you know what? It was a lot of fun though, man. I mean, you had, uh, I mean, mainly wrestling figure collectors were the ones that kind of took over the toy spotting page, but eventually, or I shouldn't say eventually, but you did have the spattering of, let's say, uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans. They would come at you with toy spotting or uh, GI Joes weren't that relevant at that time, but Star Wars, Star Wars is probably the second biggest one that would toy spot. Um, yep. Just because certain friends of mine were huge on that. But um, yeah, and I, and that was the idea originally was I wanted it to expand. Cause like to me, wrestling figures were the business, but like I said, I collected everything as a kid and um, you know, I wanted to do the in your house gimmick a lot. Like I did it at, early on with my friend, Justin, who, uh, Justin Pierce, who actually like does the art for a lot of the stuff, like my face, like in the logo and on the shirt I'm wearing. But mm-hmm. um, he, uh, yeah, he had a insane collection. And he hit me up when I started toy spotting and he was like, yo man, you want to you know do something about it, whatever. So we did the in your house where he showed me his whole collection he even had like custom figures of himself with his paintings and stuff on it. It was like one of the coolest things ever. I, you know, I deleted all the videos back then just in case if anyone ever said anything that could get them in trouble. I always just, you know, cause I was done doing it anyway. So I, and you never know what's going to come back. I don't keep enough track of it. So I just deleted everything, but I wish I didn't really. Cause yeah, it was some yeah. good stuff, man. But yeah, we did miss you, man. When, uh, when you left. Yeah, man, it was fun. And like now on Twitter, it's just not popping like it was, you know what I mean? Like obviously people are still collecting, but. It doesn't seem like as many people are posting. I guess no one's even able to shop like they were back then either. So it's just not the same thing. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, everyone's kind of like more. I don't know. They're not all out in sharing as much. I feel like right now. I, mean, I see those guys, the collectors helping collectors guys. Those guys are doing some stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, our buddy GBM is part of that uh, collectors helping collectors. And it's a great little group that kind of formed to help out other collectors that don't have their pegs filled i guess you could say in other parts of the country yeah it's so random like what you can find especially i bet it's horrible if you live in a place like that's not a big city because everywhere i've ever lived is pretty much a big city so i don't know so jeff as a figure photographer and you had mentioned the new the um, in your house era did you see the kickstarter or the crowdfunding thing that mattel did with that new generation arena and the doink the clown ultimate and what were your thoughts on that that was kind of like right when i started getting back into everything um Cause uh, I think that was probably, you know, around the time they were announcing punk combo, who knows why, but so, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool as shit. Honestly. Um, you know, I, I just was like, I think I still have my wicked cool toys arena and stuff like that. But like, yeah, all, I love all the stretch goals and stuff. And they actually reached them. You know what I mean? Cause I've heard it. Some, it was amazing. Some guys supposedly bought like 50 or whatever. And I'm like, that's a lot of doinks, but the reality of it is like, you know, <laughs> they're going to sell and that, you know, it is what it is. So I'm not like, you know, mad at them or anything. And without that guy, maybe wouldn't even made the stretch goals. Cause like I've seen, I forget which guy, I think it's Sean, Sean Pickett or something like that. Um, he's one of the uh-huh. main, uh, collector helper collector guys. So he kept posting it a lot. Um, so that's how I kept up with that campaign. I just seen him posting about it. And then I seen um, the, did you see the Sentinel, that X-Men Sentinel that um, I think Hasbro did? Yes. Yeah. yeah so like these crowdfunding uh, from the actual billionaire corporations is a little weird, 
but uh i like i like how they work you know what i mean with the stretch goals and stuff so people get a good deal i feel like yeah and it's no risk to them they're basically and i've always said this like make us put our money where our mouth is like we say we want this we want that like force us to put the money up and you guys make it it seems like a fair deal i'm as a collector i'm all game for that yeah straight up and that's the reality of it and that's what happens even like you know with my comic or anything like People are down to pay for something if they want it. You know what I mean? They'll they'll pay exactly. up front. They will pre-order. Look at that cyberpunk game that bombed bigger than anything in the history of anything since Game of Thrones. Um, yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> that was the biggest pre-order um, uh, like fail ever. Like imagine how much money they pre-order. You know, because people really wanted it, and like they're still sticking with it, hoping it'll get better in three years or whatever, and it probably will. But yeah, that's how much people will pre-order. You know, will back a project no matter what. Like as long as yeah. you tell them, you show them what you can do. If you're going to get there in 10 years, or even these people who want the Game of Thrones books still, like, are still waiting for George R. R. Martin, like, they're still waiting, man. Like, <laughs> people will support anything if they really like it, you know, as you guys find out, you know. Mattel said, basically, if this gets funded, everything is on the table. So as a collector, mostly lifelong WWE collector, what would you want to see them do next if literally everything's on the table? Oh, let's see. Yeah. Everything. I don't know. I watched that Luna Vachon uh dark side and i i would want a luna figure pretty badly um they did say no figures though oh, they're not going to use figures as bait but they could be property. part of the stretch goals right okay that's okay, correct okay. yes yep. but it would be more like playset items with possible figures included okay well so like the like the barbershop window yeah yeah and that hasn't been done yet no, no. i mean i don't know if i want a genetti you know but um <laughs> even sean i guess you hear all the bad stuff about when they were rockers or whatever so yeah yes. I, don't know. I mean he found god right so that's cool but yeah as far as marty goes he needs the money probably so it could help um <laughs> you know, i'm not even trying to like he really probably could use some help but um Marty's a party. yeah I, I, he's, I, he's a party no doubt so uh, as far as it goes they, they have a hell in a cell from mattel yet uh not in like an elite scale so maybe like maybe a hell in a cell with mick um, and maybe like a Terry Funk in street clothes as a, a stretch goal and, uh, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, well, you know, what's a place that, that has, you know, I don't want to say something in bad taste, like Hawk stupid on the Titantron falling off that stupid gimmick they did. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Horrible. Uh, yeah. Like what a dumbass. And that was like how they treated Scott Hall in WCW. They did Hawk the same way in WWF. So I think this is a good time to announce the excellent news that WWE and Mattel have re-upped. The question that we have been asking literally for the past year is now here and they have re-upped for a multi-year extension. We don't know what that number is for multi-year. It's greater than one, Jeff. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. I'm here to help. I appreciate that you went to high school longer than I did. So it said WWE and Mattel today announced a multi-year extension of their global master toy licensing agreement. The extended partnership includes exclusive rights around action figures, action figure accessories, and kid toy belts. Since 2009, Mattel and WWE have developed a widely popular and diverse portfolio in innovative toys currently available more than 50 global markets around the world. Yada, yada, yada. WWE action figures have ranked as the number one action figure property in the US and consistently holds a top ranking. That is from Business Wire. So I'm going to stop it right there. Scott, our questions have been answered. Yeah. And look, this is great news as far as I'm concerned. I've been saying Mattel has really been hitting their stride with these figures they've been releasing. That Sergeant Slaughter, I think, is a prime example of that from San Diego Comic-Con. And we're going to get a minimum of two more years of their San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. Who knows how many legends 
are going to be falling under that umbrella as well. I'm just, I'm super pleased that Mattel keeps this license. They've really hit their stride with WWE. And I, I just can't see another company right off the bat coming in, picking up that ball and running with it the way Mattel has. So I'm a big fan of this deal. Jeff, how are you feeling about that? I mean, there was two things WWE was doing right, even when I stopped messing with them, which was making these toys with Mattel, which are obviously amazing. They're the best toys they've ever had. Like Hasbro's are great. I think Jacks suck. And then, um, <laughs> then yeah, I think Mattel's are amazing. Uh, but I do think um, they also had another thing going good for a while. That was the WWE Network, but they messed that up in this country. So, Right yes. as they were starting to get it right, that's when they cut bait on it. It sucked. Blows my mind. Cause like, yeah, that's where for guys like me anyway, like if I'm going to watch WDB's product, it's not going to be their current product. So, well, that's what a lot of people are doing is they're going back and watching old WCWs, ECWs, WWEs uh, from the eighties, nineties, even some of the attitude era, early two thousands. But it seems like a lot of people are starting to kind of distance themselves from the current product. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's some good things and there's some bad things, but like, man, I, I watch it. And I'm just like bored. Like I, cause I, my roommate sometimes they'll put on like SmackDown or they'll have Raw and downstairs and I'll sit down and watch for like 20 minutes or something. And I'm just like, I don't care at all. Like when I put on AEW or whatever, man, they go right into a dope match. And like, these guys are just going to kill each other. Like, like the first match I think I watched, like coming back to like one of their shows was like um, Andrade, which is, you know, Ellie Dalla, whatever, you know, whatever he calls himself now. And then versus Pac or whatever, you know, or Pac or whatever. And like, pfft, like, that's a banger right there. They were killing each other. And then, yeah, I don't know. Chavo Guerrero's hanging out ringside. The commentary team has, like, 49 different people that I like. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, and, th and that's another thing with WWE commentary sucks. Like, yeah, it's so bad. It makes me not want to listen to it. And, like, that's, a, that's the problem with a lot of sports commentaries. It's bad. But, like, wrestling commentary is supposed to be funny. And, like, it's, it's not at all. So. so one thing I'm noticing is I really like SmackDown, but I'm not in on Raw. Like Raj just so tedious with three hours and I've, it just gets to be a little bit much. I've seen people, I don't know if it's true or not, but say that like USA is mad that WWE is going so heavy on Fox and SmackDown and making that look good and not giving them anything on Raw. So I don't know if that's true or not, but from, you know, just from people's enjoyment factor, they're always like the blue show's better, blah, blah, blah. So I don't doubt it. You know, I just, yeah, I mean, Roman's cool. You know what I mean? I have no problem with Roman. Uh, who else they got? Brock is going to go after him. So who's on Raw? uh set well they just did the draft so seth went over uh becky went over oh uh, oh yeah together what do you know <laughs> <laughs> biggie's the champion over there yes yeah, yeah. and i seen that i actually watched that happen because i love biggie i always thought he should be the champ i'm glad they didn't have to break up new day or whatever or, or i heard they were now i don't even know but that's cool that he's the champ you mentioned that you collected a lot of stuff back in the day what were you collecting outside of G.I. Joe he -Man? Were you all in on Spawn? Were you in on starting lineups? Or So when the Spawn toys started coming out and McFarlane was putting out these toys, they looked so cool, man. And I'm like, these are amazing. And then you buy them and you go to play with them and the arms just start breaking off. And not because they're supposed to come off. They just like snap and stuff. So yeah, I, I was into Spawn very early on, but they just cost too much and they would break too easily and they were not good for playing. So I fell out of that. Um, you were saying Transformers earlier, like the very original, like, you know, Optimus Primes and stuff like that, you know, like that you could like really put back into a toy, like car and truck and stuff. I used to have those. Um, what else was big? Nah, because I like all the toys I mentioned were pretty much it because I was so into video games, too. You know, so all the other money went to that kind of stuff. Were you playing the wrestling video games? Yeah, man. And I still have like almost all of them. You know, like I didn't collect much, but I still have all my wrestling video games, like, all my Nintendo 64 ones. I got Attitude and 
you know, ECW Hardcore Revolution on PlayStation 1 and, <laughs> you know, all the Super Nintendo ones I still have. And, you know, ugh, it was cool. I had Fire Pro uh, G on PlayStation and I had to learn how to, like, um, I had to buy, like, some weird thing you plugged in on the back of your PlayStation to play um, different, you know, countries' games. So I got that and, like, yeah. Dragon Ball Legends, which was really badass. Attitude was the first one that had Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Probably, probably. Yes. or Warzone. Warzone, Warzone can be. Warzone. He was yes. on the cover. Yeah, he's like on the cover of that one too. Exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah. That was that game was so bad, but you always played because it had Austin. Man, and it's like you had to. As a kid, I didn't know it was bad. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, man, this is really terrible. I have to pause every time to learn how to do another suplex. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like, and then I did play the shit out of the sixty four games around those times. And actually, WCW versus the World came out around that time on PlayStation. And it was, yeah, yep. it really was a hundred times better, like mechanics wise, but I still play the shit out of both of them. Now, you know how Scott and I felt when we got the original Nintendo WrestleMania with Hogan on the front. Oh, so bad. It was so bad, but it was like, we can't stop playing because it has Hogan. It has boss. It's got man. Hogan. It's got honky talk, man. Yeah. Bigelow yep. was in it. It was amazing. Bam, bam, baby. Yeah. And see the thing, the first game I remember playing in my life was Duck Hunt on nes you know what i mean like we had the yep. nes like right away but i don't think we ever had um wrestlemania and i eventually rented it you know when i was older but yeah like you said it's a, like andre the giant's like pink and like yeah yes. it's like it's, it's hilarious. he looks like Starman. yeah straight up <laughs> and speaking of wrestling like that's a better wrestling game on nintendo for you right there 100 yes. you know, so, pro, pro wrestling was fantastic straight up so like yeah we had some pretty decent wrestling games every generation until lately and then Fire Pro, I guess Fire Pro came out last generation. So that was cool. So would you say the big four are the four that came out, the two from WCW, the two from WWF for the 64? Yeah, I mean, unless you want to get like technical and maybe throw like a virtual pro wrestling in one of the Japanese ones, you know, which I also have. Um, and like, because the roster on virtual pro wrestling too, and the moves and everything, like, yeah, that might be the best, best of them all. But so yeah, I would go like Revenge, uh, WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy, and then VPW2. Well, No Mercy had the cooler matches, though, because I could do special yes. guest ref. Special guest ref is my favorite thing in video game history. Like, screwing over my friends over and over and over and over. <laughs> and, like, you can do a two-hour match, just not counting it. Like, hey, <laughs> I don't think that was a good enough finish. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then they get mad at you in real life. Like, yeah, I love special guest referee. To the point where, like, when I was hanging out with, like, all the guys that worked at THQ, they eventually put it back into one of their games just because I complained about it so much. <laughs> so, yeah, I got special guest ref even in the new stuff. So, yeah, it was cool, man. Uh, You've got some friends over at THQ? I, yeah, I did. I mean, THQ's dead now. But, um, yeah, at the time, and they, some of them went over to 2K, and then now they don't even work there anymore. But, yeah, I got to... You know, hang out with a lot of different people just from um, I don't even know. I guess I Craig, I, I met this guy, Craig, on Twitter way back in the day before the Yankees won the 2009 World Series. He ended up getting a job at THQ. He sent me out there to go test the game in 2013. And I met all the guys that like worked on it. So the guy, Chris Michael, that I make the game, I'm making a video game with right now. He was like one of their main guys at THQ at the time. So that's how I met him is through Craig and all those guys. And then Aubrey Sitterson, who I used to do uh, straight shoot and all that stuff with, he was the community manager at that time. So that's when I met him for the first time. Fun fact, Aubrey was in the uh, studios for the toys that made us before Scott and I went in. Right before. Yep. So this is the funniest thing about that. All right. So me and Aubrey, I don't even remember exactly how it ended, but it was basically like, he was making money off of straight shoot and all this. And I was like, I'm doing all this for straight shoot retro. And I'm not even getting a free shirt. Like you're sending Shana Baszler shirt, but you're not gonna send me a shirt. So I was like, all right, that's <laughs> not cool, bro. And um, so I'm like, I'm out. He's like, whatever, I'll replace you with Sam Roberts. So Sam Roberts did it for one week. And I was like, this is a waste of time. I'm out. So anyway, um, Aubrey, blah, 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 what was I going with? Okay. So 
I'm watching Toys That Made Us during the pandemic. I'm excited. I'm, I'm just watching all the episodes in a row. And the rest of the one's about to come on. And I'm like, man, it would be really annoying if Aubrey was on this. And he's the first guy they show. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. And I just shut it off. I'm like, I'm good, man. So I didn't even know you guys were on it until like later on when I clicked on the thing and it says you guys are on or whatever. But yeah, I didn't ever even watch that episode because I'm like, I'm not watching this idiot. Like, fuck, get out of here. Like, I don't even think he ever collected wrestling toys. So yeah, whatever. Man. <laughs> That's hilarious. But you know, I'll always remember No Mercy for being able to do the 3D. Oh, baby, you ain't lying. Like, you have this special yep. throw at the ropes. Oh, yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, tag team finishers. Oh, that was in, oh, innovative, baby. You yeah, ain't lying. Yeah, That's a big it. deal. That's my point. favorite part. Oh, such a big deal. Yeah, you're not lying. And like, you know, because they always had like the double power bomb or I think they might even had a double pile driver. But yeah, they, that freaking 3D was so dope. When man. they put the 3D in, that was all. Oh, and man. it was so easy to do. All you had to do was flip the stick. And that was yep. it. Yep. That was it. Yep. Man. Yep. Just had the special built. Yeah. And yep. that's the thing, like we were talking about with attitude, like. You know, in most fighting games, like I can't remember moves, man. Like I can't. But like when the mechanics are all the same for every move, you just yes. you know, change characters. Like that's that's good wrestling game right there. But one thing that no wrestling game has ever had that I think they need to have is on the fly switching. So like if I'm doing a singles match, I should be able to just pop, 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 go between both guys. You know what I mean? So I can work the match better. Because I'm, I'm not here to win a match. Like it's not about winning and losing in wrestling. You know what I mean? I want to have a good time. So. And the computer's not going to do what I want them to do. I want to be able to you know, take momentum back the other way and stuff like that. And so hopefully a video game eventually gives us that. That's a good idea. Yeah, I hope, you know, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember WCW versus the world for, that was that the PlayStation? Yep. Uh, I remember DDP. Wait, versus, wait, versus the world? Yeah, because World Tour was the 64 one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember DDP was on the cover and my buddy was a huge DDP fan. Him and I played that game for about nine hours straight trying to unlock ddp and he's like there's got to be a way to unlock ddp there never was a way to unlock ddp you get jeff jarrett that's who you unlock yeah and as a person named jeff and you know it's like oh you would think we liked him i hated jeff jarrett like (laughs) (laughs) and i you know he we were supposed to whatever but man i hated him because he would be like razor ramon and stuff like get out of here yeah (laughs) so yeah that would piss me off but yeah jeff jarrett was the unlockable at the end of all that bullshit like yep and you're thinking it's going to be DDP and you're like, come on, man. I just want to do a diamond cutter. That come was on. it. That was all we wanted to do was do that diamond cutter. There's a um, WWE 13. Uh, I got to be there for like, they were doing like some promotional thing or whatever. THQ was, or I think it was a THQ at the time. So that was had, the punk cover, right? Yeah, it was. So yep. we were out there and they gave us a chance to do our own covers. Like then there was like 10, 12 of us out there and all these guys were just going to take regular pictures. I'm like, what? You got to do a pose. You know what I'm You got to have a pose, you know? So my pose is like my eye through the diamond. You know what I mean? Like, and then other people are like, can I do that? I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> do whatever you want. But that was like, that was like totally my, because I love Diamond Dallas Page. Like the first WCW match I ever seen was like, either Saturday night or uh, worldwide. And it was freaking DDP versus Eddie. And I think DDP had like a gimmick where he was beating all the Guerrero's asses. And so he did a TKO diamond cutter. First diamond cutter I ever seen him do on Eddie Guerrero. And, you know, I was like, this guy's a badass. And he's from Jersey. I'm like, oh, forget about it. So yeah, and that was how I got hooked on DDP. And then you know, and I'm glad he never joined the NWO or any of that. Like, and he would do yeah. the fake thing and then he would diamond cut them and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love NWO too, but yeah, DDP is such a badass. So yeah, I'm pissed off for your friend too, man, because that happened to all of us. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm more pissed that we wasted nine hours trying to <laughs> unlock DDP, dude. You'll never get it back. And it's like nowadays you can see like on your Steam account and maybe even on PlayStation, you can see how many hours you put into games. But I have no idea how many hours I played those wrestling games, but it's disgusting. Oh. Like oh, probably a good thing they didn't keep count. Yeah, my parents would have killed me. Like if yep. they seen those hours, they'd be like a thousand hours playing WCW Nitro, like watching the promos. Like, what are you doing? Like, 
Because then it'd be like, imagine if you studied with that amount of time. Yeah, yeah. that's not the conversation I'm trying to yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, that, and I wish they would have been like that, honestly. I, mean, I probably would have had a little better life, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. So yeah, yeah. definitely monitor your kids playing thousands of hours of video games, everybody. Like, yeah, now it's okay. Yeah, right. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, at the time as a kid, I mean, they weren't monitoring me at all. I just, you know, so I just don't want to know. It would depress me how much I really did play video games. Like, oh man, because I, I, I remember playing basketball a lot and stuff like that. I bet it was nowhere near as much as I've been playing video games, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we are going to do a different type of nostalgia segment this week. We're going to break away from the Elite Series, but we'll get into that after the break. Scott, before we jump into this nostalgia segment, we want everybody to check out Wrestling Figure Database. And actually, we want you guys to ch- follow along with Scott on these figures. You can go to WWF Playmates. That's a little bit of a hint right there over on Wrestling Figure Database. And you can follow along while Scott reads down this list. This series was actually brought to you by Jeff. You decided you wanted to talk about these Playmates grudge match figures i i love these things can i ask you one question before we start this absolutely um, who created the wrestling figure database there's a gentleman named dylan and he came up with this idea for this wrestling figure database and it was a it was a great idea um it was something that i had thought about back in the day but i didn't know how to execute it him and his buddy went in and created this wonderful website it's incredible that you can just go down like series by series, you can follow on Jacks, you can follow on the LJNs, Hasbro's, Galoobs, every figure that you can think of is on there, even desk displays, like little miniature statues. Yeah, because I clicked on it. I think someone put a Twitter link. It might have even been their Twitter. Um, and yeah, it's freaking dope. So yeah, I didn't know who made it. And then you just shouted it out. So I was wondering if you guys do. Yeah, it's freaking yeah. great. Yeah, Dylan and his buddy did a great job on this website. Tip of the cap to them. But check out wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. Scott, what do you have for playmates grudge match yes playmates grudge match so these were produced by playmates in 1997 there were two figures per package each around two maybe three inches tall at most probably closer to two inches they came packaged with a little ring they were articulated at the shoulder and jeff i don't remember exactly were they articulated at the waist as well yeah you could spin them around yeah okay so waist and shoulder Mm -hmm. there was articulation uh, big thanks to uh, Wrestling Figure Database. One of their images showed that KB Toys charged $7.99 each for these back in the day. And I think that Toys R Us was $5.99. Wow, man. That's probably I just, why I loved them too, because I could get more than one at the time. Yes. I yes. see. Now, I only knew them as the red pen down to $2.99. That's when I got <laughs> ah, them. <laughs> there you go. Now, what's funny to me is like when I think about toys, they were five dollars. Like Razor Ramon Jacks, when I got it, was five dollars. The Jack Pacific. Yeah. So like, yeah, like I remember those days. <laughs> I remember those days. Like, now Playmates also gave us the Heroes of Wrestling, and that was the Sid and the Undertaker statue type figures. They yep. gave us the Ringmasters, which were the little figurine types. They were about the same size as these Grudge Match figures, but it was a single figure with an enlarged head. And you could slide them onto a base. They gave us the stretch and figure series, which are basically little stretch Armstrongs. Jeff, you found your Bret Hart in a garage 
about two years ago and mm-hmm. it had been reduced to powder. Yes. 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 <laughs> it was, uh, it was disgusting. It had changed colors. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, and suddenly Tyrone from Chappelle's show showed up and offered you 20 bucks for it, but that's a different story. <laughs> but certainly not least playmates (laughs) gave us a 14 inch talking undertaker and jeff i don't know if you knew this i don't think that i did know this but finding out on wrestling figure database there were unreleased heroes of wrestling figures of bret hart and mankind yes that is true i saw those today as well on wrestling figure database too bad we never got that breath that would have been awesome because that would have been a great box to get signed absolutely Speaking of Bret Hart, like that's one of the greatest figures, even in the grudge match, honestly, like he had the glasses on and, you know, his attire is a little off for what he was wearing at the time, I feel like, but it still fits him because it's just so pink and everything. But you're talking about the uh, one where you slide him on the. Yeah, I and I was just telling you this during the break, but I actually had that confiscated from me when I was on the day of my graduation, my senior year graduation. I had two things in my pocket. One was the Bret Hart grudge match and the other was a mankind happy face painted ball so it was a yellow ball (laughs) with mankind's mask painted on it and my buddy had done the artwork on it he did a fantastic job but like an idiot the teachers came down the line they're like do you have anything in your pockets i was like yeah i've got brett and mankind (laughs) and i'm holding it up to him and they're like i gotta (laughs) yep they took them from me and they're like you have to come back to school to pick these up i was like after tonight, I'm out of here. I don't want to come back to this. I'm shit. never coming back. I don't want to come back to this shithole. I don't want to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they just couldn't let you go, you know. I know, man. I ended up uh, going back the next day to pick him up. The funny part was, is the secretary is handing them to me like, "WTF? What's going on with these?" You know. Like, yeah, like what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot wrong with me, but <laughs> like, here are your toys, sir. Enjoy the rest of your life. Yeah, new man. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I'm sure you're on to bigger and better things, sir. Here are your toys back. So and here the we one and only series we got of this consisted of Bret Hart and Steve Austin. Bret was in a pink top, black pants, had his pink sunglasses on. Steve Austin was in black trunks and white boots. Then we got Savio and Gold Dust. Savio was in his white Savio shirt, had black pants on. Then we got Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart. Shawn was in a red vest, red tights. The red tights had white with black stripes, knee pads, and heart accents. Owen was in his black singlet, had pink knee pads. Next up, Sid and Vader. Sid was in his black gear. We had Taker and Mankind. And last, I guess, and least, we had Yoko and Ahmed Johnson. Okay, I've got to say, I love the Ahmed. The Ahmed was cool, dude. The Ahmed was so cool. Now, he doesn't have a huge fan base, but that figure was great. As a kid, I thought Ahmed was going to be it, man. I did too. I said that hell of times. I just know a lot of people rip on the dude. Yeah, now he's a joke. Yeah, he's he's, he's a joke now. But yeah, I, when, we, when he was going on, man, the Pro River Plunge and all that stuff, like, yes, he had the intensity and all that. They, he came out with the LOD the one time. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it felt like he was going to be a star, like the first real WWF black champion that they waited till Kofi got to actually be. And like, I guess he hurts guys in the ring and stuff like Goldberg did. So, and he was injury prone. Right. And that too, he got injured and stuff and got fat and, you know, that yeah. didn't help. And he even yep. still got a chance at WCW or whatever. It wasn't a big chance and whatever, but I thought Ahmed and even Savio, honestly, who I didn't know was in on the Bruiser Brody thing. Uh, you know, at the time as a Puerto Rican kid, I thought, you know, Savio's the hot shit and him and the, the strap matches, the Caribbean strap matches with Austin. 
I Those thought, are fantastic. you know, that's what made Austin like who he is. I feel like like I was the first like real like, oh, he's this stone cold it was like whipping this dude's head. Like, yeah. And Teddy Biasi, I think, was still his uh, manager during, I think, that feud. And um, yep. yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I thought those two guys who are not anywhere near wrestling right now when I'm watching, uh, they were real great faces at the time for WWF. And I guess that's why New Generation was their lowest ratings and everything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, they were, but yeah, Vince was trying to put over guys who were just like regular born ass guys. So. I got to give him that. So, you know, whatever, but it didn't work out, but I like what he was doing at the time as a kid. I thought he had something going. I was like 11. So how do I know? I did too. And you know, I think there's something to that. Like you put all of the other, the extra stuff you had mentioned, you put that all aside. If he's just stands alone on his own and does his own thing, puts all that other stuff aside. I think he does become heavyweight champion. I think you're totally right. Yeah, totally. He would have been Goldberg run. You know what I mean? He would have had a chance to just get there, kill everybody. And, you know, and it would have been fun to watch. Like, I don't know, Ultimate Warrior run, even, I guess you could call it. But, like, yeah, he never got the chance to make it that far, you know, because, like you said, the injury probably was the first thing that really derailed him. And then yeah. everything else yeah. caught up with him, whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. Jeff, I think you and Scott just became best friends. Not only are you <laughs> Yankees fans, but now huge Ahmed Johnson fans. <laughs> yeah, we celebrate the Stanley Cup and everything. So yeah, no, yeah, it means, you know, he already has a brother named Jeff, so it is what it is. He's used to the whole Jeff thing. Uh, I don't have one with two Fs though. Yeah, no, now you got, you know, now you do, and it's like, yeah, that's just how it goes. But <laughs> so I've got to, I've got to ask, what made you decide to choose these for the nostalgia segment? Cause like, um, I don't know. We were talking about st- stack down on air, right? Yes. I, yes. I Cause we've done a couple of pauses because of my, uh, unprofessionalism, but, um, yeah, so <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So stack down and stuff like that. I've just always been into like the minifigures. I don't know what it is about minifigures. I guess. Cause like you said, you can stick them in your pockets, you know what I mean? Like you just bring them around wherever. So I always like the minifigures. And, um, also like, I don't know if you guys played Nintendo 64 Goldeneye, but oh, if, yeah. on multiplayer, there was like a thing where you could turn them into Donkey Kong mode. And uh, the, these toys just reminded me like of like a Donkey Kong. And so did the big head um, statuesque ones that Playmates made, which were also cool. Like um, the Undertaker had like a choke slam hand on that one. So that was kind yep. of cool. But uh, yeah. And you said the thing like the Yoko, that Yoko is a great Yoko. Like as far as like scale and stuff, like he's just like really got a lot of girth and stuff. It's cool. It's good um, figure. Well, I was th- I was looking at him today. And Vader is actually really well done. The the face on it. That's my favorite one out of the set. I was going to, that set, that two pack was my, as a kid, I was like, this is dope. And it's called like the rivalry of the power bombs or something like that. Like, yeah, that shit. That's a dope one. Sorry to interrupt you guys. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's all good. I love that one. But when you looked at the body, the body was like, oof, on Vader. You're like, ah. yeah. like he, he had the uh, form of, Don- of Donkey Kong, you know? Totally, yeah. <laughs> like he's the official like Donkey Kong one. Like, yeah, yeah when I think about, <laughs> like even, yeah, and even Sid's like whatever, but. Yeah, that pack to me was the coolest one. Like Sid has dope ass like arm. He had like the kill, yeah, cutthroat thumb, I think. And um, yeah, he yeah. has like the armbands. He could do the cool looking Larry and stuff. Like yeah, I just loved that pack especially. But the Owen Hart might be the best Owen Hart figure ever made. You know what's funny is I remember going to KB Toys in Pleasanton, California, out here, and every I remember when these first came out. Like you said, Scott, what were they? Seven ninety nine. At KB, yeah, and I think Toys R Us had it for six. I bought every single one of them as soon as I saw them because I found Toys R Us in Dublin. I bought the entire set, all the ringmasters, everything. I got them, you know, as soon as I could afford each one. I don't think I got them all at once, but like, yeah, I got them like at KB at the Meadows Mall out here. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. So I actually waited for them to go red pen. And the second they went red pen, I was all over them. And they were like $2.99 when red pen down over at KB Toys or $3.99. But when they were seven ninety nine, I was like, now nah, I'm gonna put my money towards Bone Crunchers or Ruthless, or whatever it was at the time. Bone Crunchers. Bone Crunchers were the peak of Jacks to me. 
Like that, really? that was the beginning, really. Like those were my favorite ones. But it's just nostalgia of it, probably. But like, yeah, I love those ones because, like, I don't know something about them. Like they looked good. I don't know. And when I seen them in the stores, I wanted them. Like I seen that Shawn Michaels with the blue pants and the, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. They were just cool. I don't know. Like so, and then when I got older and I seen those jacks that they had come up with, and like Mabel and all that, I'm like, these look horrible. Like they they didn't know how to do fat guys, and fat guys is like my favorite thing about oh. wrestling. So yeah, yeah. I, I hated that. So yeah, like the jacks just got got worse. I feel like. So yeah, I don't know. But yeah, even after so they you even, after, those bone even after they uh did the face scan technology? Uh, I mean the faces weren't the problem, you know what I mean? Like they had nice heads and stuff, I guess. I've seen a lot of people do head swaps for Mattel's of Jacks even, but they Correct. look a little they look a little wacky just because the size don't fit exactly. Right. But, but I mean overall their heads, yeah, I don't think they were the problem. More like they just weren't fun to play with, they didn't look great. Um, like certain ones, anyway. Certain ones look horrible. But like, yeah, I don't know. Some are too stocky, even like skinny guys. I don't know. Like Eddie doesn't look good. I don't think compared to Mattel Eddie, for instance, like it's just oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like if I didn't know what could become of, of wrestling toys, I maybe, but like I, we, we've had Mattel for almost a decade now or more. Like more. Yeah. We're yeah. spoiled, man. Like I, I just know <laughs> too much about what we get now. Like, I know, man. Jeremy was on Twitter uh, who ran Jack's and he was talking about how if they would have continued with the WWE line past 2010, they were actually going to come out with new articulated figures. So they already had the deluxe bodies. They, he basically said it was going to be like a third generation or fourth generation body. So I have a feeling it was going to be basically similar to elites, but, um, did you ever play with those TNA figures? Were they Jax? No. Oh, wait. Well, the T- Jax did. Later it. on. Right. Yeah, Jax- it's like Mattel did them first or something. And or someone else did or something. Toy, uh, Biz, Toy Biz. Yeah, so Toy Biz. Toy Biz did TNA first. Okay. And which the- were WCW. They made some cool WCW toys. They sucked at using playing, but they look cool. Jeff hates the toy biz line, the WCW toy biz. He hates it. I'm a fan of it, but Jeff hates it. But the TNA ones I thought were great. The TNA were good. Yeah. See, and I, I don't know much about the toy biz TNA ones, but like, for instance, like I had the Austin Aries uh, TNA, you know, elite kind of articulation. He was way too big scale wise for Mattel's or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. It was a fine figure, but like I said, like we had the Mattel's already, so we just know it doesn't hang. So Jack's, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like they were trying to up their game, but I don't think they ever would have got to Mattel's level. It's like watching, you know, uh, EA Sports, NBA Live, and then you put on NBA 2K, and it's like NBA 2K blew them out of the water so bad they don't even make live anymore. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's basically what would have happened. Like, they just got shot out of it. Even if they were allowed to make it, no one would want them. Like, yeah. in my mind, that's how I see it. But, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, as far as those Toy Biz uh, WCW ones, they just looked so great. But, yeah, as far as, like, being wrestling toys. The gimmicks were what got me, like, Chris Jericho's first figure. He was the actual. He had the whip tan. and stuff. Yeah, he was, and he had a lion. Yeah, but that was at, uh, uh, was it? Who had the? Oh, the Hitman. Yeah, he had the machine gun, the Tommy gun. Yeah. Yes, those were more yeah. like you know they weren't supposed to be the wrestler. You know, I like that theme thing going on the head. But like the actual like uh, Scott Hall that came out and stuff. Like I thought that was a really good one. Uh, the DDP had the DDP hands. You know, so yeah. Stuff like the that. Rick Wait. Steiner was hella good too. It came with a gargoyle. And I don't even remember that one. And I bet it was awesome because I remember it the Scott. Great. So yeah, like man, Steiner Brothers. And that's another one you hear bad stories about now. But like as wrestlers, man, I love the Steiner Brothers wrestlers. Like it Absolutely. sucks to hear it's crazy. And as a comedy act, Scott Steiner might be the funniest man alive. He don't mean to be, <laughs> but like, man, it's funny. You could literally just turn on YouTube and just laugh and laugh and laugh at Scott Steiner. <laughs> so maybe that's karma. I don't know. But like, <laughs> he is hilariously stupid when he gets a microphone. And it's funny. <laughs> So, Jeff, to kind of go back to Jax a little bit, do you remember those late 90s multi-packs that came with a ring that you put together and, like, six figures that were in a clear window on the side of the box, and they were articulated at, like, the shoulder, the head, the waist, and the legs? 
and they were pay-per-view themed. They had like King of the Ring, WrestleMania, uh, Survivor Series. Do you remember those? And they came with little- that must have been like right when I that must have been like right when I stopped collecting or like you know okay. buying toys because yeah I don't remember that at all. Like who was in the series? Like for instance, like, well, like the first one I think was like Sid, Shawn Michaels. See, um, I was around then. I was still doing it. Around. Maybe oh, Legion wait, of Doom. They, are they not articulate? Like, are they like big, like statuesque looking ones? Kind of. No, they're about three inches tall. Okay, I, don't I think you were thinking of the unmatched series. Yeah, I think so. With like mankind and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, these actually it, it was uh they came in a box together and it came with a, a pay per view themed ring and then the side of the box was a clear plastic window that had six like three inch figures in there. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay yeah no I definitely had those yeah because I had the little mini ring like the little mini Jackson rings. yeah yeah no I had yes those. yeah and those were the ones um I was trying to trying to talk about earlier it's like. You know, I wish their articulation, or the, I wish they were rubbery like the bone crunchers instead of hard gotcha. plastic. Because the hard yes, plastic, they were hard of, plastic. Yeah, they were yeah. just, that's the problem with those. But yeah, I like those a lot. Like I like those rings as a kid. I was a big fan. And like you said, they had the six guys. I think one set was like a King of the Ring was like Mankind yes. and, and Undertaker. And yeah, I think they even made a Chainsaw Charlie in one of those. Yeah, they totally did. No, there was a, totally a Terry Funk one. Because even if you go on my toy spotting um, Tumblr to look at the archives or whatever, I had those figures mixed in, you know? Nice. And like, yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, like nice. I love those. Just you yeah. talking about loving the smaller scale figures. I was just wondering if you had those sets. I think I bought like five or six of them. I loved those. Yeah, I did too, man. I grabbed everyone I could, man. I don't know what it is. Like there's a certain, I don't even know how to explain it, but a feeling I get just thinking about them. Like I remember where I was like playing with them and yep. shit. Like, yeah, yep. dude, those are cool. I always say it's like chicken soup for the soul, man. It's just good yeah. memories. They come flooding back and it just makes you feel a certain way. I love that. Yeah, and it's crazy because like specifically wrestling figures like i remember having cool other toys but like man wrestling figures i remember specifically like i even said like going to the airport and yelling at my dad like i want to get this band or uh this boss man dog like it's just <laughs> it's like i was you know not even old it was snowing in vegas by the way the first time i ever came to vegas whoa, uh, in 89. like snowing snowing and it's the only time i've really ever seen it snow like that so i was like oh wow. it's just like back home and then we got here and then it never snowed like that again for 30 years. So, so Seems wait, like every time I've been there, it's been like 138. Yeah, that's a normal day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, they had LJNs at the airport? No, no, no. This is Hasbro's. And uh, no, I just wanted to go to Toys R Us. I was like, can we go to oh, Toys R Us? Oh. I want the big boss man. Like, we got to go to Toys R Us. We got to go to Toys R Us. Because Scott tells the story of how we saw LJNs down at Universal Studios in Los Angeles oh, back yeah. in the day. And Scott got into a fight with the worker because <laughs> I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, Scott. Hey, well, yeah, well, I mean, it, it wasn't is. a fight. It was an argument because I went up and it was like one of those you merchandise carts. Uh, I almost <laughs> did. He, he got my blood boiling, dude. It was like one of those merchandise carts and it was filled with bendies and thumb wrestlers and the eight inch guys. And I was looking through and I was like, do you have Ricky Steamboat? And the guy's like, they don't make Ricky Steamboat. Oh, hell no. I said, <laughs> I mean, who are you talking to? You yeah. tell me they don't make Ricky Steamboat. And I was like, and if you don't have him, do you have George Steele? They don't make George Steele. I'm like, dude, do you even know about who, to throw do you know what George Steele's nickname is, pal? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, so man. he's telling me they don't make Ricky Steamboat. And of course, if I had a cell phone, I would have brought it right up and been like, dude, come on. But yeah, they actually had LJNs at Universal Studios. And it was the weirdest thing you don't expect you like. You know, let's go on back to the future. And then you get off. Oh, hey, look, there's LJN figures. Like it was crazy. Kids nowadays don't get to go on the Back to the Future ride anymore, right? They took it away. They took it uh, away. They, yeah, yeah. We, I got to hit that about five times, I think. So thank God. But yeah, <laughs> no, nah, man. Right. And 
I don't I didn't I don't think I ever got to see wrestling figures there. But if I I think I must have been a couple of years later because I was in the nineties when I was going. And when did LJN stop being made? Because Jax took over 19, in the mid 90s, right? It was 89. The last series was the black card LJN. And then Hasbro took over. Then yeah. Hasbro in 90. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I never, you know, like I remember the LJN George Steele for sure, because that tongue was green, right? Like, yeah. Yes. I mean, so this yep. guy to be like, there's no George Steele. It's like, listen, I'm going to eat your turnbuckles, pal. Like, I'm going to just <laughs> fill up your whole box right now. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, and George I mean, Steele is one of the first wrestlers I could, like, that, like, uh, I probably, like, identified with. Like, I love me some George the Animal Steel, dog. And then it had that, um, sculpted hair on his chest but it wasn't painted black so it looked like he had a bunch of worms on him yeah it yep. looked ridiculous yeah. it was bizarre yeah <laughs> you guys were talking about those uh ljns with somebody else on i think uh 298 and um it was something you guys were shitting on the kamala i think and i was like man the kamala like was dope when i was a kid i thought so scott was <laughs> i actually like yeah kamala. i remember yeah okay so yeah you and then maybe it was like branded or somebody what are the guys you had on uh, breaker well, yeah that was a uh, breaker and uh travis from the yeah. tv toy cast no accessories it was totally those dudes no nah, well that's the thing i didn't know they came with accessories because i got them all in a box you know so i never gotcha. had it but yeah and like you said that he could have came with the freaking dope mask and the freaking spear but yeah he didn't come with anything kamala was one of my favorites man it stood out really a lot to me as a kid that one and george animal were my two favorites and the, you know the macho king was tight the hulk hogan one it looked like he was taking a dump. He looked like the um the Vader, the mini Vader we were just talking about. He, the, the LJ and Hulk Hogan did that same yeah. position. Like, I don't know whose idea that Pushing was. Pushing out a two. Yeah, straight up just deucing on the entire WWF. He's like, yeah, this is what I do, brother. I take dumps, not bumps. <laughs> that should be a shirt. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Feel free. You guys could have that one. Like, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So, Scott, what did you think of the grudge matches, dude? Did you enjoy them? I loved him. And, you know, Ken Shamrock is the world's most dangerous man, right? When I had a credit card in hand in 97, <laughs> I was the world's most dangerous man to my bank account <laughs> because I filled my cart with the grudge match, the ringmasters, and any jacks they had on the peg. I literally wiped them out of everything they had because I was so excited to have new wrestling figures. And I wiped them out. I loved them. I, I was actually staying at the Hilton that weekend and i went back i opened everything up and dude i just it was great i loved it just holding those little wrestling figures in your hand it was just awesome because you had another austin which yeah. was great love stone cold you bought everything stone cold in the day just ripping those things open and having new wrestling toys was just great are you talking about the little miniature guys or yeah the ringmasters i ripped all those open the grudge match ripped those open because i was okay. a loose collector back in the day you know i didn't keep things on the card really but yeah, these, I had to crack them open. I love those grudge match figures. Jeff, I'm so happy you brought these back up. These are just because they only made the one series. A lot of people forget about these. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it's just cool because we talk often about like bringing things back to the forefront for people to go back and look at stuff they might've missed, stuff they might've forgotten about. This is one that just off my radar, I completely forgot about it. And you brought it back to the forefront, dude. That's awesome. I'll tell you what though, I had all of them as a kid. And then um, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know. And then um, so I got them all again while I was playing. I think Justin actually gave me a bunch of ones he had. And so I don't even know what I did with those. I either got rid of them <laughs> or they're in um, a box with like my wrestling ring and stuff with my old jacks, like all my old jacks that smell like my dad's cigarettes. And like, um, <laughs> so they, like, I don't know, but I think I must have sold them or something. And that's I was like, what could I have gotten for them? Because like, yeah, they go for a decent amount of money, but there's no way I was getting top dollar for whatever I got for them. So I'm so mad I don't have those like to go with my stack downs and stuff. But like you said, yeah, one series. They did one series of those, the Ringmasters 2, which I loved because they were minifigures. And then, yeah, the same thing with stack down one series. 
gone. You get a bunch yep. of cool shit and it's gone. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like many figures aren't popular, I guess. I don't know. We need someone to be like Funko Pop and like just explode on the scene with something like that. I don't know. Like mini mates. It seems like the only thing that is miniature that's popular right now is the micro brawlers from Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, and I like them, but they're not toys to me. You know what I mean? They're more like, um, I mean, they're they statues. are toys, but they have statues. Yeah. I use the term desk display. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly you, it, Yeah. Yeah, it's something you throw on your desk at work. They're an ornament. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can't really play with it. So. Yeah. So, no, it's like a ringmaster was like that. But, like, yeah, and I like those. Like, I like, um, I have the kids, kid robot, like Bob's Burgers, Louise, that's in the Shigur Halloween outfit. Oh, nice. I like having displayed things like that. So, I love those kind of toys too. But even that's a little art- articulated. But yeah, Micro Brawlers, when I see that Pentagon, I was like, I need that Pentagon. And now I have the right. AEW, like, regular one. So, I, don't, I never got it. But yeah, no, there's, they're cool. But I wish if fucking Pro Wrestling T started making like some, some actually articulated minifigures, ooh, forget about it. I'd be on it. Well, you should check out Boss Fight Studios. Okay. Their Penta and Phoenix figures. I know, if you like articulated figures, yeah, they are fantastic. How big are they? They're in scale with Mattel. Okay, I've seen them. I've seen them on the ringside. I've seen them on the ringside. Okay. So when, I, okay. when I bought these ones, those ones were there. And like even Japan has some really dope, um, you know, ones like even the Jushin Lager and um, there's a dope Akata and stuff. Oh, the Storm and Super 7s? Yeah, there's some great ones. And like, you know, but I don't know. There's something about them that like when you put them next to the Mattels in the pictures, they don't look as cool. Like they don't, it doesn't fit the picture sometimes. So I don't know. I never got into collecting. Because even um, Fig Arts did the uh, Stone Cold and The Rock and the Triple H. Yeah. Which inspired, I think, Mattel to finally do different hand swaps and head swaps, which is thank God. Different heads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bill said, uh, we were talking, we talked to Bill and he said that he was going up and down the toy aisles. And he was like, okay, we've got to compete with these other brands. So we need to start looking at extra heads and we got to look at extra hands because they were just throwing a figure in with a belt and a vest and that was it. And like crappy rubber vests. And so, yeah. Oh God, the Polly Pocket style vest. Yeah, like they they were putting out some best stuff. And Bill is a great uh, toy maker, man. Like he, you know, I I, a mistake met Bill. I was at a Las Vegas toy con. First time I ever had a toy table, toy spotting Uh was going on. My friend DB kind of set it up who ended up being a total scumbag and I don't talk to that guy anymore. So anyway, uh, so we had a thing. I took a picture with my friend, Pat, who uh, everyone I know has just become like a crazy person. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Pat took a picture. He had like a dope Star Wars skateboard. He had one that had like Boba Fett on it. So we're taking a picture and uh, Justin Pierce sees the picture and he's like, hey, is that Bill from Mattel, the background? And he had his own table at the time. They had the blue LODs uh, basics. Yeah. Yeah. Display. Battle pack. Yeah. yeah. No one knew they were coming yet, which I got that battle pack for free from ringside. John sent me a bunch of free toys and I was in that pack um yeah like uh all these yeah so that's how i met bill then i met john and bill at a ring of honor anniversary show that kevin cross was doing security at or carrying cross they call him uh oh wow and, yeah so he was cool and I, I yeah he was a nice guy and now he's a crazy whatever but um yeah he's a nice guy uh so yeah i met john i was so drunk i'm talking to john and fucking <laughs> bill i'm bouncing into this girl i've never met before her name is jen i ended up hanging out with her a bunch of times she's nice um but yeah so i kept saying sorry like oh excuse me sorry i'm drunk and i'm just like popping over you know how excited i am and this is the same night like bobby fish was walking down and i was on like this arena like uh entrance and i like kind of chest chopped him a little too hard and he's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was just that that was the first time i ever really got to hang out with those dudes and i never really seen them again after that whatever but yeah it was cool and they, they were cool those are my favorite people in the wrestling toy you know industry that i could think of you know what i mean like i don't know too many yeah. but 
I'm glad you brought these to the show. I mean, these were these were overlooked, especially by us, because we haven't talked about these in a long time. We haven't talked much about Playmates at all. Yeah, like I, I've, I've seen, you know, at least parts of a lot of shows, but like and nostalgia is always my favorite uh, section. So, yeah, I never heard you guys talk about it. And a lot of times, like the elites you guys were at were like when I started toy spotting. So I got into that part of it. So I was wondering where we were going to be at this week. And then you asked me what I wanted to talk about. And I was like, all right, well, have you done these yet? Like, let's go. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm actually going to just go right into the last part. And uh, since Mattel and WWE just re-upped, what is some things, and we'll call this the wish list, what are some things that you would like to see? And Scott, we'll start with you. Wow. Yeah. I, okay. I thought you were going to go to Jeff. I thought he was. I wasn't ready either. I was like, oh, which way is he going to go? No, I don't know if I'm ready. You go, Scott. Go, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of talked about this with Mattel and their growing Legends figures um, list or checklist. And really with so many players in the game now, Storm Collectibles, Super 7, Boss Fight, the list goes on, Cella Toys. Cella These Bay. Legends are going to start getting deals left and right. And I think that's what I'm most looking forward to because if I had to pick a favorite toy manufacturer right now that does wrestling figures, I would say it is Mattel. That's why I'm so happy WWE re-upped with them. So with that said, I want to see Mattel get a good chunk of the legends because that's primarily what I collect now in the wrestling figures is I go after the legends figures like that eighties, nineties era. That's, that's kind of my wheelhouse. So I really want to see, Jeff mentioned her earlier. I would love to get a Luna, especially after that dark side of the ring. I think she is long overdue for a figure. What was the last one we got? Classic superstars. Classic superstars. Is that yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, come on, man. We're talking what 15 years since we've had a Luna figure. Get out of here. Like that's embarrassing. And there you see, she's be- got a kid and stuff and like grandkids, like they could use the money or whatever. I don't know if Vince hits totally. Them up. I don't know. But- totally. Yeah. Put her in the hall of fame. Give her a figure. Uh, Rock and Roll Express, I think sorely needs figures. I think they need to start going down who's in the Hall of Fame and doesn't have figures in the, the Mattel line. And just call it a I Hall think, of Fame line, maybe? Just do that even. Like. Bring it back. Yeah, they're they're known to bring series back. Bring that Hall of Fame series back. I would love that. Call the Hall of Champions if you have to. The, the Ron Simmons NWA or WCW Champion series that you mentioned earlier, Jeff. Mm. Bring back the Hall of Champions. Bring back the Hall of Fame series. But the Freebirds, right? We got a Michael Hayes. But we never got a Jimmy Garvin. We never got a Terry Gordy. Never got a Buddy Roberts. I would love to see Mattel put out a Freebird set. Um, Bro, a again, Terry Gordy would be the coolest toy, man. Agree. Even if you put Terry Gordy with Doctor Death, yeah, I think that oh would be incredible. God. Yeah, I'd yeah, buy that. Yeah. Absolutely, a Doctor Death. Another guy hasn't had a figure since Classic Superstars. Is Brody a Hall of Famer? Is Brody? A Brody? Oh, they put uh, him in the Hall of Fame, right? Is he one of their Hall of Famers? I'm not positive maybe. on that, but I feel like he was like one of those throw-ins one of the years. I was going to say, maybe he's in like that, uh, he's not in the main class, but like he's like legacy an honorable wing. mention type. Yeah, the legacy. Yeah, he might be. Well, you know, he is going to get a junk shop dog figure. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're doing a Brody, which is that smaller scale one. But I mean, in a large scale, it would be incredible if Mattel could do a Brody. Yeah. The Brody's already come out and from junk shop. How's it, it look? Right. Yeah, but we haven't gotten like a Mattel elite scale Brody. correct correct the brody is cool i think um do you remember the popey style figures that were before remco ljn jeff uh not really i don't think i may if i seen a picture you know but it's been a while i'll i'll have to send you a picture but the popies were basically picture bendums almost like mm-hmm. and that's what they were they were japanese uh 
uh, almost like Bendems. Oh, kinda. I think I might know what you're talking about. Okay. So. Yeah, they made Hogan, Andre, Dory. But they Fong, were articulated, Terry. right? They weren't bent. You corrected me on that because I thought they were Bendems. It's correct. I think they were articulated at the waist, if I'm not mistaken. I've got to go back and look at them again. But that's basically what the Brody is. But I think what Scott wants, I think you want the elite style with the, you know, the elite articulation and that type of stuff, right? For sure. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm most excited about is to see what legends are coming. Uh, Midnight Express is another one. Long overdue. The Bob Holly version? <laughs> that's the new Midnight oh, Express. Oh, that, that is sinful on the show, man. <laughs> that is blasphemy, <laughs> Yeah, I do. You love that. You, got, you NWA guys. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, I'd love to see another Magnum TA. I would love to see them make a Nikita Koloff, even an Ivan Koloff. Man, they, didn't they have like a couple back in the day? Or no, they had the... Uh, um, Jack's Classic Superstars did Jack's Classic. Okay, because I thought I'd seen an Ivan Koloff, because this beard is, you know, I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> and I would love to see Dynamite. Well, we are getting a Dynamite kid from Chella in oh, like correct. a full scale. Would love to see if that is actually compatible with that Davy Boy Smith that came out to make a really good tag team set. But I, I'm really excited to see what legends are coming out. But that's a few of my wish list items. Um, but I think a Dr. Death with the robe would just be amazing. Man, if they showed some real respect to a Dr. Death toy, and like I said, a De- Terry Gordy, I would just never expect it. But man, it would make yeah. me very happy. Yeah, that'd be cool. Absolutely. So Bruiser Brody was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame Legacy Wing. Yeah, okay. yeah I thought okay. so. I thought I remember seeing his still, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in 2019, if I'm not mistaken, from what I can tell. Okay. Oh, and re-release some of the ones that have become so expensive you can't touch them. Yeah. Like the Road Warriors Legends. Yep. Demolition <laughs> Legends. Rick the Model Martel Legends. Re-release them. Damn, Rick the Model, baby. That's one of the best figures Mattel's ever done. Yeah, man. That Martel Legends is amazing. Well, what made that Rick Martel great was he came with the button yes. that said, yes, I am a model. Yes. He came with the arrogance. Yeah, yeah dude, he had the little pump yep. can, dude. Yep. yep. Attention to yep. detail. Now, he had the sunglasses and the scarf too, right? Like he had everything. Yeah. yeah, it was the perfect Rick the model Martel figure. Yeah. It blows my mind. Like the Legends series was around before I got into toy spotting. So like that Bam Bam... Okay, and um, who do we say? We said, did we say Nikolai Volkov? So like his his figure was cool. Like there was a lot of like um the Bushwhackers tag team set, the Rockers tag team set. Yeah, Nikolai yeah. was in a tag team set too with Iron Sheik. See there, Sheiky baby. That's what I'm saying. Like yep. I I wasn't even toy spotting at that point. So like you said, now they're all freaking obnoxious. How they were expensive then, and now this shit's gone up. So yeah. Oh, yeah. and what's crazy is you saw them on the pegs everywhere. Oh man. So no one wanted them or whatever. Just like that. Exactly. The ultimate edition figures now, like you'll see Ric Flair everywhere. A year from now, everyone's gonna be like, I'll pay a hundred dollars for that. Like yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, I must ask you, is there anything that would get you to collect a figure that Mattel could do? The kind of a wish list. I mean, like I, I I don't know if that anything would really make me get back into it just because I'm like downsizing so much stuff i always try not to have extra stuff or whatever but like there's definitely ones i want to see them make like obviously the dudley boys and tie-dye like that would be nice i don't know what mm-hmm. they're waiting for on that i need some ecw to dudley boys and they're doing bam bam duh, ecw you know so they're doing some ecw figures now that a cactus jack ringside exclusive yeah um, you're right so like maybe maybe give me those uh i think bubba ray's an idiot but i love you know how big of a scumbag he was in ecw that was his job so <laughs> You know, Sabu would be amazing. A new RVD because RVD is really expensive. And that RVD is not even that great. Like, it's cool. 
but like there's a hundred different RVDs you can make. But there is a uh, RVD coming up, and I think an Elite Series ninety one or ninety two. That's a big yeah. deal. So you're right; they are touching on ECW. So that's why Rob Van Dam's been saying nice things about Vince again. Okay, <laughs> he's got a figure coming out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he got a new contract. You know, legends, baby. So that's cool. I mean, whatever, make that money, RVD. But yeah, so that's cool because yeah, RVD figures. Everybody needs an RVD, man. Like to me, he was the big deal. Like like the big three to me at the time. It's like, I mean, Scott Hall is my overall favorite, so he doesn't count. So it's like Jericho is my WCW guy, RVD was my ECW guy, and then you had The Rock was my WWF guy. Like, that was it, man. I'm hoping that uh, they focus more on Mattel Creations. What, what, so like um, the ring and stuff like that, you're saying? Well, I'm just hoping that they put more stuff on Mattel Creations. You know, what else can they do? I, I so hope what, yeah, what's of- your wish list, Jeff? Because that's the real question. No one asked you yet. You know, I, I'm really hoping for play sets. Anything specific? Like, well, is there one you fucking need? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I I don't need shit, man. But <laughs> I need I need a I need an entrance way with the Austin three sixteen that shatters. Yes. Oh, I don't know if that's, that's possible. Like, but yeah, that'd be cool. But I mean, I would love for a um, a funeral parlor or a, yes, uh, or uh, what was Brother Love segment? The um, what the heck what was, was Brother Love? What was that called? He was his voice was so annoying. Like he was perfect. Like oh, I love you. He was so good at but, it. But I mean, I don't remember what it was called. I, I guess I guess we go barbershop. Yeah, it's got to be I mean, done. The bar- it's so what about Piper's to- Pit? Then they don't have that yet. Not yet. No, no. But I mean, that's another yeah, one. That's a layup. If, I mean, if they're not if they're not going to focus on figures, they need a new Bob then- Orton anyway. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the then Bob you start Orton I had like- someone sent me that Bob Orton for free back when I was doing toy spotting. That Bob Orton uh-huh. toy is amazing, and like, yeah, I don't. No one even has that thing. There's another one coming out too. Oh, they are. There's another it? Bob Orton Legends coming out. Beautiful. Are you talking about the Bob Orton from when they were doing the build a figure? Well, they did a two pack of Orton and Piper. That's the one I think I had. I had the two pack. Oh, oh, oh! Someone oh, sent me the two pack. Like, like they were like, I didn't know what to do with it. Like, I wanted to keep it, but then I, you know, they like Toy Spawn so much, they sent it to me, and like, yeah, man, I used the shit out of that Roddy. I found the Roddy <laughs> Defining Moments and Ringside or whatever that was called, the Entrance Greats. Uh-huh. I found that at a toy store out here called Rogue Toys, and I seen it, and it was like five bucks, man. And I didn't oh, buy, it, and I didn't buy it, and like the next time it was gone. And then you know, online it was, you know, it had the bagpipes and everything, and I had the cool Roddy already that was elite because I think that one might have been basic. But man, I was that was one of my big toy spotting mistakes, not buying that one. I'm jealous of you, dude. You're right next to Rogue Toys. I mean, I put them. I don't know if I put them on the map or whatever, but I got them over pretty big. They weren't on no goddamn Pawn Stars or whatever they're on now. When I was doing toy spotting and same thing with Brad's toys is pretty big in Vegas now, but he was always nice. And he's like, yeah, you're a real, you know, big help on like why people came to his store in the first place. Cause yeah, toy spotting was, had some pop at the time. So it was cool, man. Like, yeah. So yeah. Rogue toys. Steve was nice. He's a nice guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they would do like uh, just, just kind of stuff in their parking lot and stuff. And I would go to do toy spotting videos over there. Like they had the giant GI Joe boat um, one time or whatever. And so I, the aircraft. Yeah. Guy? So I went to go see that. And like, you know, I did a toy spotting video about it and stuff because I had, oh. I, yeah, I never seen it in real life, you know? So I went over there. Whoa. So did they, were they selling it? I think so. Yeah. Or it was like a raffle maybe, but yeah, it was definitely oh. some kind of thing based around it. So yeah. And it was just in the parking lot, man. And it was freaking huge. So, That's yeah. my Holy grail toy right there. I never mm-hmm. had it as a kid. Have you ever been next to it? Yeah. My buddy got one for Christmas. But it, the problem was they lived in a smaller house and Big Dave, longtime friend, he got it for Christmas and they actually recorded him getting it 
but they only kept it set up in their front room for like four months because the thing was so freaking so huge big, man. that like they couldn't, they had to like walk around it to have a family function, you know? So basically they took it apart, stuck it in the garage, but he still has the original box, all the pieces, everything. And I'm like, dude, when you're ready to part with that thing, What's he waiting for? If it's just going to send a box or whatever. Are you going to take it out of the box when you get it? Where would you? Oh, yeah. No, I'll find a spot for it, dude. I'll, re- I'll renovate my garage if I have to. I was going to say, room. that takes yeah. up a spot in the garage for sure. Yeah, that that's a holy huge. grail for me for sure. Yeah, it was cool, man, seeing it in live action. Like, yeah, because like, you know, I like G.I. Joe. It's not my favorite thing ever, but as a kid, it was like one of my first favorite things, you know, so. Yeah. Are you getting into the new figures at all? Have you collected any of those? Nah. Okay. Like yeah, no, because even when I do buy figures, it's mostly just wrestling related. I did the gotcha. biggest the biggest uh buy I've had lately was the Lego Seinfeld. Oh, you got the Lego Seinfeld? Yeah, I pre-ordered it because it came out like basically right on my birthday. So yeah, nice. and I love Seinfeld, I love Lego toys, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I built the shit out of that. Um it's nice. Just... By the way, by the way, did you see that they're doing a home alone? No, but that's Legos. cool. I was wondering what next like fun one would be. That's a cool one. I need a Pesci. Check it out, man. They're they're making the Home Alone one. So yeah, because like a lot of people are like, oh, they should do Frasier or something like that. I'm like, they've done enough sitcoms. I like, I would like to see other things. Yep. Well, Jeff, I need to ask you before we sign off for this evening, what are your top five favorite wrestling figures of all time? Oof. That's a tough one. Five, all time. Oof. Um... And, and, and you can't say five grudge match figures yeah, no. <laughs> and that's the thing like because like the owen hart one comes to mind but like i like the vader one more than that one like i don't know because like, that's tough uh my favorite of all time <laughs> the bam bam i never had from mattel that legends one with the freaking pokemon jacket like that one uh the the, the one that came out in like 2011 2012 yeah like yeah. that freaking thing um the first dusty roads with the polka dots uh, i like that a lot um the hasbro no 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 i mean that one's cool uh but no i like the mattel version of it because that's the thing it's like and i'm not trying to look through nostalgia i'm just trying to think of like great five figures have you seen the macho man slim jim figure i have <laughs> and it's pretty awesome i like those retro fest figures a lot too um yes that, that freaking sergeant slaughter that toy that that, that sergeant slaughter toys it might be top five of all time like that thing's amazing how it how really well. is yeah they nailed it, really it. Is. this is tough Cause like, what's even my favorite Scott Hall toy? I don't even know. Probably the ringside collectibles, uh, black and white NWO one. That is a good one. Like, cause his face, I have the, you know, the one from target over here, the Wolfpack one. And now he's got the Wolfpack hands, which is tight. His face sucks on that toy. It's like a terrible face. He looks like almost like a female, like he with a fake beard. Like it's a weird face <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's not well done at all. So I don't know this Rick rude, uh, chase figure with the freaking intercontinental tile around his crotch. Like, that's, that one's badass. The fact that they made that, it's just like, I, it's amazing to me. Um, so I don't know if that's top five. It's pretty freaking close. It's got to be like an old one I'm not thinking of that I love. Like, you remember the first cane toy that the mask could come off of? Oh, the well, uh, Maximum Sweat, wasn't it? I think, that, I don't know if it was Maximum Sweat because I don't, did it have that? Game? I don't know. But he was like, he was like a really like long toy. And I think it was made by Jax, but it was like hard plastic, not rubber. And he, he had like really long hair. And when you took off the mask, he looked like, um, I don't know. He kind of just looked like The Undertaker, honestly, with a goatee hmm. or something. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think it was Maximum Sweat because it wasn't like that kind of gimmick. Okay. Was yeah. that like the 12-inch scale one? Like the taller he, figures? He was like, did? it was probably, yeah, close to 12 or 10 inches. Yeah, he was definitely tall. They were yeah. like tough talkers or something like that? Yeah, he, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a talker. It wasn't a talker. Okay. It was probably late 90s. So like, you know, Jax was trying to do something new. 
and yeah that cane was cool um okay yeah i don't know now i want to go on the figure database and find it so i can show you guys. <laughs> it's on there yeah as i say it i gotta yeah i gotta look it up and like send it to you guys so you know which one i'm talking about so okay maybe not that one just since i can't even like get you guys to remember it what's the difference that doink was cool you guys are talking about hasbro's one time the doink is really cool um, that doink's really good yeah from hasbro yeah, yeah. With, the, with the like furry yeah. hair and stuff. the furry hair <laughs> yeah. and stuff the, so good. the colors on that one was just so good. it just pops it, it's the opposite yeah. of the razor ramon from that series like tire is that razor ramon wearing from the hasbro series like he's got like a black uh with no no like anything on it no razors on it and then he's got like red trunks with nothing on red him. trunks i'm like he looks like a stripper he doesn't look like razor ramon <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. That Razor Ramon sucked. I'm so mad as a kid. Like that Hasbro. That's a, probably another reason why I like the bone crunching Razor Ramon so much. So yeah, purple bone crunching Razor Ramon top five. Um, yeah, it's just all Scott Hall. Scott, songs, you know? Scott always tells the story when we got our bone crunching Razor Ramon, his ass fell off. Yeah, literally the, his ass broke off. Yeah, not Scott's, but Scott yeah, Hall. Scott so Hall's a, both of your guys' ass. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's freaking hilarious. Oh man. Poor poor Scott, man. I would have been bummed if that happened to my razor Ramon. Um damn, there was one that just came to mind too. That's freaking dope. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta it'll come to me again. But so okay, top five so far. We got what? Uh ringside, Dusty Rhodes, Bam Bam. Throughout Doink. Uh, yeah, the Doink Hasbro is pretty bomb. That's got to be the best. Razor, not, razor bone crunch. I'm gonna say I'm gonna cancel the doing. I'm gonna put but Big Boss Man as uh, my top Hasbro just because. Uh, yeah, I just think of that as the top Hasbro. I love the Ultimate Warrior Hasbro, even though I don't like Ultimate Warrior that much. Which Boss Man? The first one or the, the second? The first one? one with the the straight arms, right? Once which one had a clothesline? I don't like that one. The second that one. That was yeah, the, the second one. one with the you know yeah. Okay. I didn't like I with the huge. With a huge belly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I like my hosses. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> even when I had the hoss title or whatever, like, he was the first champion. It was Big Boss Man. Yeah, I'm a Big Boss Man fan, man. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah, I was a big fan. Oh, and it can't be a video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no. That's, uh... The correct answer is WrestleMania 2000. WrestleMania 2000 is so much fun. But it didn't have the special guest ref. Um, uh... Oh, that's what I was going to say. Okay, I remember what I was going to say. It's not a top five toy thing. It's a wish list thing. Um, Al Snow, Job Squad. Oh, give me the Job Squad or a box set of the Job Squad. But yeah, like Job Squad would be dope. Um, everybody wanted head, even if CCW, I don't know, but like Al Snow, man, for a minute was like really, really entertaining. And you got one coming, dude. They've answered your yeah. wishes. Oh, that's cool. Cello toys. I don't know much about cello yet. They're Hasbro style. I see. Okay. Okay. I know those. And I thought you guys were saying they also did other ones. Yeah. I've seen their Hasbro work and it's great, but I want one like a Mattel freaking so I can, you know, freaking play with it. Like, <laughs> They might. Cella does have a six-inch line okay. coming, so we'll we'll see what figures are. Their first offering is going to be Sabu, but we'll be able to see what else they'll yeah, be able. Yeah, Sabu's on my wish list for sure. Like all oh, the ECW yeah. guys, man. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Cella Toys does good work, man. They're a really good bunch of guys over there. I'm trying to think, what's the best uh, Ultimate figure? Ultimate yeah, edition, like right now, because those figures are pretty sweet. Uh, that I love the Macho Man. Or no, Hogan. That's what I say. Oh, N.W. Hogan. I have it over here. Nice. That one's yeah, really that good. One, I didn't really want to pump this guy, but you know, N.W. Hogan's pretty nice. I got that from Ringside. And also the uh the Macho Man from where he's wearing the white like 1993 mm -hmm. look. There's quite a bit from when you started Toy Spotting, dude. Yeah, well, that's like we said too, like things for toys, wrestling toys. But like in general, like. A lot of people know about wrestling and are interested in wrestling, even if they're not like going around wearing wrestling t-shirts and stuff like they're still watching wrestling. They might not talk about it in public because it's not as cool as it was or whatever, even though it's kind of becoming cool again. It um, is. You know what I mean? Like it took a while. Like I remember being in high school 
and, and like the what chant started coming out and that was it for me i was like, i'm done i'm like you know <laughs> i think you know stone cold is being so annoying with the what thing and i was like yeah and then the whole crowd started doing it and i was like yeah i can't watch this shit anymore you think we're set and for another big it. boom yeah i totally think so yeah this is gonna be the closest thing we get you know to like what we had as kids like this is yeah to like 96 mm, right yeah. with like the nwo yeah this is straight up yeah this is 96 next year hopefully it'll be 97 and then yeah it's just gonna be three more crazy years hopefully i don't know well i will round out the show right there of course you guys can always check out our buddies breaker and bane doing the favor ppw podcast which i was just on where we talked about the chambers of horror match from halloween havoc 91 scott yeah we did that one on drunk wrestling history that's awesome there's a drunk <laughs> wrestling history yeah me and uh two buddies oh what i want it on that dog you need to put me on scott like i love the drunk wrestling and i love drunk history all that stuff so yeah let's uh yeah (laughs) we'll actually we'll totally have you on yeah let eddie know we'll coordinate it dude we'll have you on for an episode you get to pick the subject and we'll talk about it have you done hell in a cell the first hell in a cell let's get drunk no we have not i'm with it i'm with it dude i'll get in touch with you for sure we'll have you on for an episode i would love that did we just become best friends yeah, yeah that's <laughs> again i love it man. yeah yeah that, that's cool i'm looking forward to that <laughs> also uh check out our friends chick foley wrestling cheers rj over at ringside ramp boots of the face pulling up a chair and speaking of drunk wrestling history scott what'd you guys do for drunk wrestling history this week eddie took a week off he's in boston right now so uh he didn't drop in everyone's just doing vacations right now oh. i'm telling you so no new episode this week, but we'll be back next week. We're going to do, <laughs> we recorded a few weeks ago. We all got <laughs> hammered except for the host. And we showed Shannon and Carissa pictures of wrestlers, the craziest that you could imagine and had them give verdicts on their clothing choices <laughs> and what they thought their name was because they didn't know a lot of them. And the hilarity ensued. Dude. There's a lot of talking over each other, a lot of crazy comments about what the wrestlers are wearing. Uh, I will give you a, a little teaser that Firebreaker oh, Chip uh... made an appearance in the episode, <laughs> as did Mantar, um, you, Shockmaster, you name them. If they were crazy, Arachnaman was in there. When we were talking about like uh, SDCC exclusives, like Shockmaster is still one of my favorites. In the box, it looks amazing too, because he's all like flipped upside down and stuff. Yes, yeah. upside Somebody down. Somebody was trying to talk shit yeah. about that. Like, oh, they <laughs> ran out of figures to make or something. I'm like, man, you don't get jokes, I guess. Like, what do you want me to tell you? Yeah. You don't get it. Well, because they did an Isaac Yankum too. And that was incredible. Who thought Nobody, we were going to get an Isaac know, If they make it nails, then you really got to worry. But and for now, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Scraping the barrel at that point. I, I think there is a Hasbro. Him, right? like, <laughs> there is a Hasbro, yes. You can also check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to our amazing artist, Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, Jason's your guy. He does all of our t-shirts. You got to check him out. Go over to his website, Doyle. That's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. Get in touch with the man himself. Get yourself some artwork, commission him for a job. You will not be disappointed. He's on time. He takes your idea and takes it to the next level. You won't be disappointed. Trust me. Jason Wolf, get a hold of him at doyledraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. And Jeff, why don't you go ahead and get your Kickstarter in one more time? All right, everybody, go on Kickstarter, look up Magic Powder, and then yeah, just check it out. Get yourself a you know a wallpaper for a dollar for your phone and your desktop, or you know digital editions five dollars, and then the physical editions ten dollars plus shipping. And then from there, there's a bunch of other little tiers with cool gifts and stuff like you get your name in the comic, or there's like a lore book with, uh, called the Fez Report, which will be 
written by a character that won't even show up in the comics for a while if we get that far but yeah so yeah if you guys like comic books or you just like us you know me in general uh yeah check it out toy spotting you know if you're one of those people you think that was cool you know this will be cooler i think so we'll see i mean i don't know about cooler because i mean toy spot is still alive so i'm pretty happy about that but <laughs> you know like I, you know i want something you know i don't know what it is man i've just never had a chance to really write something with characters that i kept to keep writing you know so that like having a series ongoing would be exciting so yeah i'm just trying to get that going so yeah magic powder on kickstarter boom and you can just do a google search as well for magic powder yeah, I believe so. I mean, yeah, I would have to think it's the number one thing. It's maybe that or some kind of shaving cream or something. I think it's called like that. <laughs> but yeah, if you just type in my name and Kickstarter or whatever. I don't know. You should be able to find it. But yeah, just, I mean, kickstarter.com, boom, magic powder. It'll be there. And it's, and it's a project they love and all that kind of stuff. So it's probably, you know, highlighted in different places too. So yeah, well, it, honestly, this was a great time and we thank you for being on, man. And it, I think this is a long time coming to be perfectly honest. I, as I told you at the beginning, this was kind of the genesis. You kind of just putting out a toy spotting Twitter page and me seeing the wrestling figure community rally around you. And it was great, man. And it's always cool seeing what people were tagging you in. I love the toy spotting page, man. It was a, it was a great time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I still have it, but like, yeah, it ain't what it used to be as far as like that community on Twitter. But um, yeah, it was so much fun. Like you just up to like crazy ass pictures and some stuff was, you know, a little different you know some stuff was just you know stores you know what they had in stores the people that just the chc hashtag and the collectors helping collectors hashtag that's kind of like what toy spotting has become now so like when people go toy shopping they try and help other people get toys so like that's cool you know what i mean because i wasn't even doing that i wasn't shipping people toys or nothing like that i would mostly actually my i was mostly doing videos like youtube videos so that's that's the difference but yeah it's cool i like that people are still going out and collecting toys or whatever but i heard the chc helped a lot of people during the pandemic and all that stuff too so yeah that's all those guys and um even me i got that um the target uh macho man i didn't get the chase one i just got the regular one but um through through that whole gimmick so yeah thanks to that so yeah well again we thank you for being on and honestly congratulations we're happy for you that your kickstarter hit goal we're hoping for the stretch goal but we're actually we're happy you hit goal dude yeah man it's really cool like i mean i can't wait to like you know get off here just because my face hurts from laughing and all this but um <laughs> like yeah like it's like i'm legit sore right now uh but yeah thanks guys yeah like i i, I can't believe it happened you know 1600 was the goal I was a little worried that was going to be too high and um, apparently was not. And I'm happy we have 10 days left, like I said. So yeah, heck yeah, if anybody's going to get in. And also if you're worried about how they charge you, they will charge you on November 1st. So like, even if you pledge now and you don't have money in your bank account until the end of the month or whatever, that's when they're going to charge you. So don't worry about that. Like you don't get charged instantly. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I know a few people had to like worry about that. So I just want to run that by you guys, but yeah, heck yeah. And thank you guys for the congrats. Thanks for even like, you know, putting me over like with toy spotting and everything like that. Absolutely. And Scott, that rounds out episode 301. Anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy. Fig license 2016. Toy spotting since 2016 as well. Thank you, Jeff. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank Jeff for coming on one more time. It meant a lot. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode 301. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go!
Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.